if titties and butts were candy and nuts. <laughs> We'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. This episode of Sincast is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema streaming exceptional films from around the globe. Each day, Mubi introduces a new gem and you have one month to watch it. From cult classics to acclaimed masterpieces, every film is hand-selected by experts. Go to movie.com slash cinemasins for your special offer. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello! And from music video sins, Barrett Share. Bonjour. Ooh, yes. Bonjour. We were talking about uh, French movie. Movie. Uh, earlier so. yeah later. yeah yeah later La- we'll later <laughs> yeah because so. we totally don't do that before <laughs> fucked it up Barrett. we are uh gonna go back on our road trip into Ooh. space Shotgun. space the final frontier space says the introduction to the hitchhiker's guide is big really big i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that i'm gonna Wait. go into space okay yes uh we cut off at the eyes last night the last time so we're gonna do the j we're gonna start with the j's today Mm -hmm. and it starts off with something awesome jason x (laughs) have you seen jason x i have this is a notable movie that jonathan and i saw back in 2002 uh because there was a period of time there where i was uh i was jobless and i would go over to his apartment on saturdays and we'd watch bunches of like watch movies and stuff and Jason X was the one we went to, and uh, holy shit, is that movie bad? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this? Okay, yes. Uh, I was I was working in a theater when this came out. Oh. I built a print of this. I watched it. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything except that they went to space. Yeah. they went to space. They he, they bring him. They bring him. I'm trying to remember if they bring him or find him on the ship. I think they bring him. I think they bring him because he's got like regeneration cellular stuff uh, i think that's what they're studying yeah and then then they do the sex and then he gets he gets pissed off they do the sex i don't remember the sex you remember the sex well i remember the scene where they go into the virtual reality thing and it's the old camp crystal lake oh and and the two naked girls are like we love premarital sex (laughs) and he tries to kill them but they're vr so he he can't do it uh but it's their way of distracting jason later in the movie yeah yeah uh, but I don't remember an actual sex scene. Yeah, there's the two of the astronauts get together. Well, it's it's way into the future. They've they've flash forward like 400 years or something mm-hmm. like that, and they're in this deep space mission, and they brought him along. And because it's a long mission, they do the sex. I will say he, gets, he doesn't like it. Yeah. There's the a sex. there's an actress in here that I've remembered her name strictly because of how fucking attractive she is. <laughs> her name's Lexa Doig. Ah. and uh, and uh, I remember like I'm gonna I I don't have any interest in watching this as a Jason movie. I'm not a big Friday the Thirteenth person, but I will watch this because <laughs> this girl is so hot in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I. Uh, I, yeah the movie is awful it really is it's awful yeah i like that i mean it, i think that um virtual reality thing back to camp crystal lake is a really cool idea that mm-hmm. totally steals from star trek the next generation's holodeck i know yeah yep 
Well, it is. It's the holodeck, but it's it's, it's still used in a cool way. I yeah, think. it's used in a cool way. It's still it's still that, but it's that the the idea there was just you know to have a little. But if the whole movie could have been sort of like knowing about the type that type of stuff, then it might have been fun. But it's just yeah. another slasher. It's an it's an alien movie with with Jason instead. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, not worth your time. Okay. Uh, another great movie called jupiter ascending right oh, after that the bees <laughs> yeah if the bees like you you are the chosen kunis mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. all the coons of all the kunai yeah do you like this movie no fuck no man no, this is an awful movie. this has a cult. no i agree yeah. but i think it's got a cult following it does. probably just because of the wachowskis and like uh, all of their movies have cult uh, it has a cult following like in the way that my shoe has a cult following. <laughs> Worship uh, the shoe, the sandal. <laughs> this um, movie was awful, I yeah, thought. Yeah, now, I, I did not see Valerian, but I have an inkling that one might be worse. Well, that's uh, that's uh, Luc Besson. I know, okay. but they're both ginormous, weird space operas that made no money and cost a lot. I think Valerian, which we'll talk about later on, I think that's the worst movie. This is This is at least a curiosity. Because of Eddie Redmayne's performance. Man, Eddie Redmayne, this is this is his pre Newt Scamander uh, performance, but like dialed down from the Newt Scamander. Dialed down Way and then down. back up. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's what is it? It's uh, there. The, these Eddie Redmayne's a part of this race of people who who can perpetually get young. Yep. They go into these little baths, and there's like this uh what is it there there's some sort of product that they have to keep getting to use it so they have like stores of it mm. i don't remember much about this movie other than just like yeah mila kunis is the chosen kunis yes she is she is and she, the bees yeah and she, the bees like a, her she's uh like a like a maid yes yeah. and the story that they tell at the beginning i is is not it's not her story but it's the same i think mila kunis actually is an immigrant from russia she is indeed uh and who had to learn the language just by like watching television and stuff like that but yeah obviously the actual story of her coming over not the same but it's got the same it's got parallels to mm. it and then there's um uh channing tatum blonde channing tatum blonde channing tatum who's who comes in on a i don't know fly, flying roller skate thing. he's like does a, he have wolf ears airbending yeah. goat boy yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's got super skates. Yeah, yeah, the super skates. And I know they just they blow the fuck out of Chicago, and then they like yada yada it with, oh well, our technology will make everyone forget what they saw. Yeah, yeah. we'll piece all this together and like and like yeah, they, they it's the biggest yada yada because it makes it seem like everybody just take gets taken care. of. Everybody in Chicago gets taken care of, and they didn't see the news that morning, and there's not recordings of the news that <laughs> no morning. No recordings. Um, and, and all these things. But yeah, they're like, I think she's like, oh, well, what about the all that damage in the city? And Channing Tatum's like, oh, don't worry about that. And as soon as they turn around, yeah, it's the, <laughs> the, the, the Sears Tower, the Willis Tower is getting built back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember it looked really good. It but does. All, most of the Wachowski stuff looks really good. Is this their most recent feature movie? think so yeah because then they did that since eight show for yeah netflix yeah. for a couple years well this was 2015 so it, it it seems like it's been out for longer but it got delayed a bunch didn't it mm. yeah i think so mm. but I, yeah i think it was supposed to come out the previous year something like that what did they do between speed racer and this did uh, they do any cloud features? atlas 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about Cloud Atlas. Yeah. 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 So really, since the Matrix, which came after Bound, which Bound is really good. Yeah. Like they've just the, you know. Yeah. And who, I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know. I don't know because, um, it it feels almost like after the Matrix, they became Lucas like in that they nobody could tell them no after that. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't anybody to just kind of say, hey, you know, some of these ideas that you're coming up with are kind of shitty. Let's let's kind of, <laughs> you know, you know, shape them a little bit yeah. more. There are people who love Speed Racer, though. Yep. yep. That definitely has a cult following. Emil Hirsch is one of them, probably. Yeah, Emil Hirsch is probably one of them. John I've, Goodman. I've heard it's almost like the prevailing opinion is that Speed Racer is this gem that was unfairly derided. I've gone back and watched that movie. That movie's awful. It's not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just noise. Yeah, and Cloud is. Atlas definitely has a cult following because yeah. it's just one of those type of movies. But I've never been able to. I've never been able to decipher it. Yeah, I, well, me neither. I've seen that thing. I not. I stopped, but I watched that thing three or four times yeah. after it came out, trying to trying to get it because yeah. I wanted to. There's enough in there that I wanted to, but I didn't. There, I there was a guy at the theater who swore up and down that Cloud Atlas would get the same following that Blade Runner got. Wow! It may eventually. It may still. eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it took. Blade. How long it took Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. but i feel like i've been hearing about blade runner forever yeah but who knows cloud Atlas might get that kind of thing but mm-hmm. uh another yeah another one that's not good john carter uh, mm. right out of that mm. um uh who is it was this andrew stanton mm-hmm. uh you know you always get excited about these pixar guys especially the way brad bird went to to features yeah. i mean to, to uh non-animated features uh but this is um uh, uh, you know, a a book it was John Carter of Mars that um, a lot of the stuff that's in that book and then translated to screen, we'd already seen in Star Wars, even though the book had predated Star Wars. Yeah. By the time the John Carter movie comes out, we've seen this so many times, yeah. this, the way these things uh, play out and everything. And, and uh, John Carter's just, uh, it's just, it's dull and, uh, what I I can't even remember much about this movie. You know, well, but I I don't remember a whole lot about the plot, but the total cost to make this movie was three hundred and fifty. Well, that was the oh, that was the shit. that's the reason why it's considered one of those like all timers, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because it, this was supposed to be a big, huge launching uh pad for Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to be this big tent pole, like they well, were. Gonna, there are a bunch of books. Yeah. In that because I think one of them. I think the original book is Princess of Mars. Yeah. And then John think, Carter of Mars right. is like the second oh, one. Oh, okay. And of course, they dumbed down the title so <laughs> where nobody would even have any well, clue what it was. I'll never understand this, too. They, they, I think they called this John Carter of Mars forever yeah. and then finally decided that it was stupid and, and took off the of Mars. Yeah. But now you have what is just a basic common name yes. as your as your title. Yeah, you might as well, you know, call Bill, this Bob Smith, Bill Johnson. Yeah, <clears throat> um, without the of Mars, there's no pizzazz. Yeah, yeah. You could take off the name and just leave of Mars, and it would be a better title. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's it's what it's he's. I can't remember. He's there's like all these like transports on Earth or something like some sort of like, uh, you know, like he's in a cave at one point. I guess I don't know where it is. It's he a goes port from key. Arizona. It's a, yeah. it's a port key. <laughs> Yeah, he goes from like the old west, basically. Yeah, and then transported he to Mars. Gets transported to Mars, and then he finds out that he's you know got like 
more abilities on Mars. He can jump up really high and all that. And then he runs into this race of aliens that, you know, don't take too kindly to him. Is this a, is this a terrible movie? Or is it just just average? It's just exceedingly average. And especially relative to how much it, like the production that was put into it, right? Yeah. And with the talent involved, you know, you, you look at somebody like Stanton, who's done great stuff with Pixar you're like expecting more and you and especially how bird went to mission impossible and all that mm-hmm. you just thought okay this, this this is this is the next step but man yeah that movie yeah it's just just very average yeah. stuff we've seen before we've seen it all over and over again nothing new yeah so uh, a movie that i know i saw as a kid a whole bunch and i now cannot remember one thing about is crawl <laughs> i believe liam neeson's is in this hey, yes this is like one of his first roles mm-hmm. maybe uh, close to one of his first roles. it's a it's is crawl a race or is it a weapon it's a planet it's a planet yes is it in relation to the scree the cree the yeah scroll? I think it's just definitely crawl. Yeah. distant relative i think it is i think it is <laughs> uh, it's one of those like you know uh fascist government needs to be overthrown type of thing mm-hmm. and, yeah they do battle is it a human stuff. that comes to save the day or is it all aliens no it's a human it's a human group awesome. of people, I think. Yeah, because I don't want any other planets having harmony if we didn't have something to do with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie also, for the time, was super, super expensive. Yeah? It was like $30 million or something like that in 1983. Wow. 1983? Yeah, 1983. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those, like, it was a box office flop because I think it only earned, yeah, like 16.5. So, yeah, it was a failure, but it's another one of those that has a cult following. Yeah. Uh, another movie I saw as a kid a bunch was The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Um, Did you like this? I Well, I don't remember it very well, but this is that guy whose name I don't know who's in the other movie. Play, he's good at video games. <laughs> yeah. And they come down and make him their head pilot. That's, this is one of those early, uh, early attempts at an idea where somebody good at video games can... Uh, be good at actual space combat yeah uh, <laughs> that happens a lot yeah it does. yeah it does. um but uh yeah uh 1984 it's like if you have a movie came out in 1984 i saw it on hbo a bunch because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those that was in the regular rotation and everything but i i'm with you i don't remember much now because no. i was seven or eight maybe eight or nine when i saw it on hbo and stuff and then now i haven't seen it since but I know well, Nick, Nick Castle directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have, like, Lance Guest is the, the kid in this. Yeah. And it doesn't really have any, like, super famous names. Although, yeah, it was universal. I mean, this was a big release yeah. back in the day. It's just not one of those common ones that you see replayed over and over or, like, promoted on streaming services. No, but I mean, it was also one of those. See, we didn't we never have HBO, but this was one of those that played over and over on Saturday and Sunday on channels like TBS mm-hmm. or TNT or what have you, because that's where I always saw it over and over. I loved it, but I, I forgot. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's 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 total fantasy, especially if you're a young kid. You, like, too, can be Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. recruited like this, you know, tween. I don't even know if he's a teenager, like gets kind of uprooted and like, hey, you need to save, you know, the human race or whatever it is. That's what you were getting in the early 80s. You were getting a lot of, well, we don't have the money to do a Star Wars. So let's do a smaller version of that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of these. There's a lot of these science fiction movies that are obviously would have never been made if it wasn't for Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, this is one of them. You know, it's just, it's a it's a 
well, let's capitalize on what's popular right now. But yeah, I remember enjoying it. Yeah. And if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, Ooh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a wincer for yeah. sure. Cause it's a, it's a fucking arcade game. This is not like, this is pre NES yeah. home console. He's good at a stand up arcade <laughs> video game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have, uh, another movie with a terrible title just called Life. Oh Jesus! With uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, a whole bunch of other people. That you seen I've... this movie? Yeah. You seen this movie? Yeah. This movie, if it had been ten percent better, that ending might have made the whole thing worth it. I agree. I agree. Even though they kind of cheat more than I would like them to on that ending, the way they edit it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I love the bleakness of that ending. Oh, it's great. It's just so boring. All the way up to then. You think? I mean, the the movie looks beautiful. It it looks gorgeous. I don't like the I don't like the effect on Calvin on, on the alien thing. Yeah, but the ship lo- or the the space station looks great. Mm-hmm. Like all the shots outside look great. Um, but yeah, it there's there are long stretches in between, like gruesome deaths. That scene where dude's got his hand in there and Calvin breaks it 18 ways from Sunday is hard to watch because the bone crunching sounds yeah, in that scene. Yeah. We're going to end up accidentally recommending this to somebody just by talking about it so brilliantly. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would watch it again. I would watch Passengers twice before I watch this again. <laughs> it's, I, not, I, it's not like being peed on. <laughs> yeah. No. I saw this in theaters, um, and uh, I haven't seen it since. So I'm, I'm like even blanking on what the surprise <laughs> ending that you're talking about is. Um, I guess we should probably not spoil it. It's but, recent enough, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan Reynolds are also in this. And I, I do remember is there's something about like worms or something in this, right? Is it worms? Is well, it snakes? He, start, he starts out as the the entity starts out as like this almost like Groot, baby Groot type of thing, and then it turns into this like octopus thing. The worms is a different movie. Is that a different movie? That's the one with. That's the Netflix Cloverfield. Oh, that's movie. the Cloverfield. Oh, movie. yeah, Paradox. Yeah, but, but I could see how you could get these two confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're both trying to do the same basic thing. Yes. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I didn't like it that much, but I maybe it's just because I wanted to so much more. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I didn't have any expectations. This actually exceeded my expectations because you heard nothing. It came out in like I don't know April or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was like it a wasn't spring. like prime real estate, and I it came and went, and I didn't hear anything positive or negative about it. So I was like, maybe it's not very. I good. don't even know what dragged my ass to the theater to watch <laughs> that either. I don't understand what happened there. You I, have a crush on uh, Ryan. Oh, Reynolds. I I do have a crush on Ryan Reynolds, like and, like all of us, and sometimes Rebecca Ferguson. That's right. Oh, it came out in March. Yeah. Um, um, I'll see smart weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1998, we got an ad- adaptation of Lost in Space. Oh, baby. With William Hurt. <laughs> and uh, was it? We had Lacey Chabert was in it. And Heather Graham. Heather Graham. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of sexiness in this cast. There was. Gary Oldman. Yep. Gary um, Oldman playing uh, Mr. Smith. Dr. Smith. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc. Matt yeah, LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> All right, uh, man. I like this movie. Okay, if you can separate this movie from Lost in Space, the show, I which can. I have to. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really enjoyable turd. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> perfect. That's okay, perfect. so this movie is completely out of my memory. I definitely watched it, but oh man, um, 
Yeah. Because you watched the show growing up, right? I love, yes, watched and loved the show. I never saw the show. And the show was about being fucking doomed. Like, they're on this planet. They're lost. Yep. It ain't about, like, time travel loops and getting <laughs> home immediately. And this movie just completely lost the spirit of Lost in Space and decided to make, like, a Tim Burton acid trip of a sci-fi action film. Mm-hmm. And they kind of succeeded. I agree. Um, I just have to completely put blinders on to the to the old Lost in Space show. Now, I haven't gotten to the new one on Netflix, mm. which I hear is much more in the spirit of the original show. Yeah. Much more sci-fi-y and less root and tootin' action. Yeah, this is definitely root and tootin' action. Because, like, Dr. Doctor Smith that Gary Oldman's playing he in the show he's like a he's like a weak sniveling weasel and he's not like he, he, that's how he presents it first now obviously they're condensing all this into a movie yeah but uh I, I feel like he is playing that at first he's playing the oh well I'm just here you know to a as a bit. as a passenger and I I don't but, I want to defer to you guys and all that yeah that's not Gary Oldman well obviously by the end of the movie it's not it's not his character <laughs> He's, he definitely uh, turns evil. They fact, made the robot into Ed 209, basically, mm, instead of, like, intelligence robot, robot in this? It's Ed 209. It's like the big giant boom. Oh, that's boom, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boom. Well, they, um, do th they do that in the show, too. The new show, too. Oh, do they? Yeah. He's like this big monolith. That's a shame, man. He was always like a, like a science bot. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, I love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I am ragging on it, is because uh, Heather Graham is their daughter, right? And Matt LeBlanc is just the pilot of yeah, this, co-pilot. So they they end up with a relationship and all that stuff, mm. the, the flirty flirtations. Yeah, this is this is fun. I don't. Oh, Stephen Hopkins. I don't know who that is. He's done a bunch of stuff. I think. Um, oh, he did Blown Away. One of the Blown Aways. Yeah. I don't know which one. <laughs> He's he's one of those he's one of those names that comes up that's just like yeah he's done some movies you heard of. Do you think when this new McConaughey movie came out last year, Serenity, that you were talking about recently? Do you think like Joss Whedon was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he's besmirching my name. like my movie is only like twelve years old. Uh, that's that's I, I, yeah I don't understand that either. I, I would really like to know the the title naming. I'd like to be in the room when they decide that. So like, there's so many different ways that you could name that movie, by the way, yeah, and make and, it more and interesting. And it's not like The Boat, which is what the Serenity's named, has anything to do with that no. movie, really. No, that's just where they fuck. Yeah, that's just where they fuck. <laughs> and that's also a double insult, because it's basically Joss Whedon's Serenity is named that, because yeah. that's the name of the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Double uh, insult. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't understand that either. Like, that's too close to Serenity. Exactly. Um, oh, Mimi Rogers was the mom. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, then we have a movie that nobody's seen a hundred times, The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, by the way. Yeah. I can't, I've come across this over the last month or so, four times. No matter where it's at, I have to watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those movies. I even watched it on FX the other day. Well, and it, it, it's <laughs> like a three and a half hour presentation <laughs> with like an hour's worth of commercials in there. And I'm still watching that shit because it's just, uh, it's like, it's like a, warm blanket to me now at this point but it, i think i can objectively say it's just a super well-crafted science fiction thriller um and i love it so uh, to pieces so much still got the novel has a lot of the minutia a lot of the science a lot of you know andy weir has said on our podcast that you know he wanted it to be right he wanted it to to be rigorously 
looked over. And they keep some of that. They keep a lot of that in the movie. They don't. They don't. It doesn't get bogged down, but they they don't dumb it down necessarily. Yeah, they there's a there's a, a definite underestimation in Hollywood of solving a problem uh, with your intelligence and thinking it out. The movies that do that tend to be really good, but then we always seem to we always seem to get these sci-fi thrillers where uh you know they know the pro they know the answer instantly or they're like well this might work and it miraculously works <laughs> yeah. because it has to um in the martian you can hear him through his narration say you know i don't know if this will work but this is the way this is the theory of it and we'll try this and then he's like okay why didn't that work and it's like all right well oh i realize now that i wasn't thinking about this the right way and th- th- that's awesome yes yes you know it's it's you they they, i can't believe they can't make more of these but i have a feeling that it's just too hard for some screenwriters to get a an actual you know especially a whole movie full but just even a scene of somebody i'm gonna think this out yeah i'm really going to just pour over this and the, the situation does allow for it he's on mars he has no other uh reason to, he doesn't have anywhere else to be yeah he has to he has to be there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he has to he has to think this out he's got a he's he's got a, a you know a finite amount of time to think about it but not like it's got to be done in seconds or anything it's just you know that that's thrilling i don't know I, I i'm wondering how many people in hollywood realized how thrilling that was yeah because it's a it's a perfect combination between andy weir the genius behind it and then drew goddard who directed a movie that we should talk about at some point soon, mm-hmm. uh, got that. And, you know, like he was saying, like he was in communication with him if he had a question about stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. We'll talk about Bad Times at the El Royale later. Yeah. But I was just thinking about that movie when we were talking about, when Chris was talking about sort of this showing him working through something. And then The Martian does a great job of building in this conceit of, these video journals that he's going to leave for posterity. Yeah. He assumes for a lot, a lot, a lot of it that he's going to die, but I'm going to at least document how and mm-hmm. what I tried to do. Um, but yeah, that must be a Goddard thing because bad times of the El Royale is full of shit like that yeah. where you just watch characters figure shit out and they're not always right. Oh man. Anyway, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, this is going to be like a few good men. Has one of those like holy shit they were in that movies like it's the the hub for the Kevin Bacon game. Mm-hmm. This movie is the same way. The Martian, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah because like Sebastian Stan, Benedict Wong, yeah, you know, all, like just Kate Mara, like yeah. Michael Pena, a lot of a lot of MCU characters by the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna Donald be Glover. like yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be the nexus of McKenzie a lot of Davis. These yeah. yeah, it's full of great people. Um, then we have and this is God, this is the the section. Uh, of movies i've seen but don't remember anymore <laughs> like mission to mars oh I, baby yeah i know jeremy is all about it i don't love it <laughs> but i i know it i've seen it probably four or five times well, talk about a cast now who made this fucking movie brian de palma yeah. brian de palma that may be what keeps me going back mm-hmm. me too it's because it has a little bit of that there's 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 a very 2001 inspired spaceship 
that has a rotating section that they use like a walking track. And there's a couple good shots on the early journey that remind me of 2001 mm-hmm. to Palma. That makes perfect sense. Because mm-hmm. we also had Red Planet the same year. Yeah, I was about there to was say. There a lot of Mars movies. <laughs> I was about here. to say, once we got done with this, I was going to go straight to Red Planet yeah, yeah, because yeah. we've been on Mars, so we might as well just keep <laughs> going through that. But this one is is interesting. They're going up there. Basically, there was an expedition to Mars that they lost contact with mm-hmm. and don Cheadle was part of that expedition so now we've got tim robbins going up there with tom hanks's wife from well there's connie, connie nielsen? nielsen oh connie nielsen sorry uh well i'm 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 i'm, I'm losing my shit <laughs> um jerry o'connell yeah. and they're all going up here we're gonna, we're gonna find out what, ha- what happens mm-hmm. and this is also um famous in my mind for the scene where tim robbins floats away in space Mm -hmm. and they have like only so much space rope Mm -hmm. and his wife is going after him to to try to get it and she runs out of space rope and she's gonna abandon it to go after him which would kill them both yeah so he takes off his helmet and his head explodes yes (laughs) it is insane (laughs) it's horrifying (laughs) because you see his eyes bulge out and everything it's awful and ultimately by the way this is about aliens Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah and uh there's a giant face on Mars. We just don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little goofy at the it end. It does. It uh, probably starting from that scene with <laughs> with Tim Robbins. <laughs> like the movie goes on the hell quick. Um. So that came out March 10th of 2000, and Red Planet came out November 10th of 2000. Wow. Um, Red Planet, the Ice Cube one. No, that's Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars. Yeah, Mars. Okay. This, is you, this is Val Kilmer, Carrie Ann Moss, Tom Sizemore, Benjamin Bratt, Simon Baker, Terrence Stamp. I need to watch this again because I only saw it once. And Same here. I, I remember I was disappointed. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. like either of these Mars it's, movies. I also remember a guy we worked with at the theater. This is going to be a very bad thing to say. Said to us, hey, that girl from The Matrix, she gets naked in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were like, well, I'm not afraid of that and then we watched that movie and yeah i mean she takes a a shower in one scene but she doesn't get naked in that movie ah and i sound disappointed because because i'm a terrible human being (laughs) well hey (laughs) i remember that i do remember that that. Uh, because we're like oh really she gets naked and he's like yeah man totally because the matrix was one year earlier yeah and i was like oh okay and watched it and i was like well yeah she's technically naked there but (laughs) <laughs> not naked movie naked um that was also naked. the co-worker who did a bunch of mushrooms so yeah. maybe we shouldn't have taken anything <laughs> maybe <laughs> probably shouldn't have uh but that one's about uh they're apparently to search for solutions to save a dying earth oh there you go and then why didn't they just drive earth into another solar system that's what they should have done <laughs> uh but uh god yeah i don't remember anything about those movies at all me neither then we have mom and dad save the world yeah man i never saw this oh it's it's adorable it's uh john lovitz and is it terry gar uh it is terry gar holy shit wow Uh, love me some terry gar they uh they get transported to this uh, outer space thing where they have to fight the evil alien warlords oh and it's very much those slapstick kids, like, honey, I shrunk the kids type of thing. That's preposterous. But, you know, 12-year-old me was like, oh, okay. That, that looks like mm-hmm, fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was all right. All right. Uh, next one's a very good one. It's called Moon. Oh, uh, yeah. 
uh sam rockwell um he's on the moon he's that's and uh he's got a he's got a uh like a friendly computer voice from kevin spacey giving him uh giving him uh like you know uh advice and information and mm-hmm. stuff. but he's got a very basic job essentially he's uh he gets out on his rover and what is he at least like moving rocks or something they're mining something they're mining they, they yeah. found mm-hmm. up some kind of precious mineral or something he's um, up there mining the moon and then, they, only, they only need one person right yeah yeah and uh and then one day he runs into a a wrecked version of that with him inside it bum, and, he bum, won- bum. and he wonders what the fuck is going on <laughs> uh and uh and so yeah uh should we go any farther than that i, I mean, really don't know if, i mean it's not a new movie it isn't new but it is you know i will say that this is good yeah, very yeah. good movie um uh david bowie's kid duncan, duncan, jones. duncan jones his twitter handle is man made moon yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh has he done anything besides warcraft, warcraft. And, uh, warcraft. and this uh, yeah he did oh he did source code that's right yeah and source code was good yeah source, source code, code was good. good yeah so really and you guys hated warcraft right i, had, I haven't yeah seen but it. i don't i don't think that movie failed because of him right like i just think that movie was sort of destined to fail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not really his fault yeah but yeah. he's a he's a super fan of the game and so i can see why he wanted to do it yeah he also did a movie called mute remember that Man, one mute that. oh that's a uh, yeah you do it's paul rudd looking weird on netflix um that's <laughs> i never saw it did you but you know it? what i'm talking about yes i do yeah no i never saw it uh it got middling reviews so i stayed I, away i do not know what you guys are talking about wow at all. Um, it's a netflix original film it's um, it's a sci-fi like noir looked like one of the characters can't speak or yeah I, something yeah, like that i don't know i don't know let me go back and watch it but uh yeah i would uh i would highly recommend moon if you haven't oh, sure. seen that uh it's uh you know like like i said we we stopped it there where the you know he found the wreckage and everything you want to find out what happens after that i will say sam rockwell is really good in this movie but sam rockwell is even better oh i'd say i would agree with that a lot that's going to be controversial but i think that's right you should do a double feature and have moon and sunshine yes <laughs> yes then we have Moonraker, james yeah. bond Moonraker, a movie that was made almost directly because of star wars james mm. bond movies almost always followed that pattern yeah whatever was popular at the time let's try to make a theme james bond theme movie out of it and uh and yeah and moonraker's got a story that i if i remember this correctly is almost like thunderball yes i i, I was gonna ask that uh, was moonraker the remake of thunderball no, or was it the other way never around? say never again was the remake of thunderball oh okay okay and because the producer the early one of the early producers of james bond movies was uh sued uh sued i can't remember the company right now broccoli pictures or something uh, like that uh. sued them uh over royalties or something like that but the only thing that he got out of it was he was only able to make a remake of thunderball uh, there was okay. no other th- <laughs> thing he could do but do that so but in 1983 they made never say never again with james, with sean connery as james bond again yeah, yeah yeah and uh they came out with it the same year that um that octopussy came out oh and roger moore's already established as james bond at this point and octopussy made more money wow Ooh. yeah that's wow. a that's a weird thing like you would think that because people put sean connery so high 
up in that well it was called octopussy yeah it was <laughs> i mean come on i know <laughs> if they had called the other one never say octopussy again yeah. probably would have tied at least that's true football in the groin that's yeah. football. <laughs> i mean how did they get away with that shit they couldn't do that today could they i i, I don't know can you just take You're doing two joker movies or two you know batman well no movies. he's talking I'm about, talking about the word pussy in the title oh. <laughs> by claiming it's the name of someone or something yeah yeah like i don't think you could do that today no could you I don't. I mean, I don't think you could get away with it as what as far mega as mega penis. I'd like for him to try. Oh, <laughs> it's not a problem. Mega penis is the name of the villain. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you could I do mean, that. They had the spy who shagged me. I mean, shag I, and pussy are on whole yeah. other levels of wrong wordness. Right. Like clearly, get on the same page with me here. Pussy is in the basement. Shag is up on the main level. You yeah. can say shag in front of your mom. Although, although. <laughs> From what I understand, though, in in the UK, shag is as no, bad. No, that's as what fun. I'm saying. But yeah. those, who cares about them? They think cunt is an is an okay word to say. That's true. That's true. They say that to like their friends. You piss off, you cunt. <laughs> um, but it's it's weird though, right? Because you can't say cut so easily here in the US. No, that's no. like a. You almost- shouldn't say fuck. No, you shouldn't say fuck. fuck. <laughs> 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 okay, so shag is actually bad to say in the UK. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like fuck. It's like you want to shag. Well, then, me. then the only reason the movie was able to do that was because it was an American-made movie yes. making fun of British. I agree whatever. that you cannot put pussy. <laughs> yeah, but, title, it's a long way around. But as long as you put octo in front of it, <laughs> um, well, that's what that, that's one of the most clever gags of the the Austin Powers things. Is like a lot of vagina. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember. This is about Moonraker, by the yeah. way. I don't. Uh, I don't remember. I think I, if I recall, though, because I I watched uh, back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, I watched all the Bond movies all. In oh, a I remember row. that. And uh, and uh, I remember Moonraker being like Thunderball because it was that same and sort of the same kind of opening. Only it was in space and yes, not the water. Yes. Um, but. Um, but- by the way, the girl in this is Holly Goodhead. Oh yeah, <laughs> See? that's right. Come on. Well, and uh, it what? And which one is it? It's uh, which? It's a uh, Sean Connery Bond where the girl's named Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. It's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's um. Oh shit! Which one is, is it? Is that Doctor No? It may be Doctor No. I like how I saw one of the gals in charge of the Bond franchise the other day talking about how they will ensure that Bond keeps up with the times. And the whole like respecting women Goldfinger. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. okay, you do that now. Yeah. <laughs> After forty years making money off the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um You know what I like about you English? Octopussy. <laughs> I must have seen that movie twice. <laughs> uh then we have Muppets from Space, which oh, baby. um I remember that. Did this come out when we were at Hollywood? Because mm-hmm. I know that. And was it Muppet Treasure Island may have come out mm-hmm. around? I don't know. Muppets mm-hmm. from Space definitely did. Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever seen this. Actually. Well, it uh, it probably should not qualify as a space movie because, well, I guess Close Encounters did, didn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, it's they, basically Close Encounters with. Do the Muppets. aliens come here, or yeah. they they go? But they go out in space at one point well, at they? one point and i'm pretty sure it's like a vision oh is he it gets really? like touched by a vision or whatever oh okay. actually i'm not sure close encounters did count did we just do that in wyoming right we oh yeah actually we did. Right. yeah that's funny. um 
Basically, it's Close Encounters with Muppets. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, they play on the joke that nobody knows what Gonzo is. Yeah. Kermit's a frog and Fozzie's a bear. Gonzo's a whatever mm-hmm. has always been the Muppet gag. And so here he starts to wonder if he's an alien. He starts seeing messages in his alphabets cereal. <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie's super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's goofy. The CIA gets involved. Jeffrey Tambor and a really stupid bear is his right hand man. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the first Muppet movie that included some of the new Muppets from the late nineties, early two thousand uh, revival of the Muppet Show. So you get Pepe the Prawn, yep, uh, and you get the Frank Sinatra uh, ripoff guy with his like gorilla henchman. Um, oh, you get cameos that? from a lot of these new Muppets in here. Um, and yeah, they they basically have to go rescue Gonzo and um, take him to the beach. With uh, pretty sure Dawson's Creek cast shows up at the end of that movie. Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson. I'm pretty sure. Are show you up. serious? Oh yeah, yeah on the on. beach because they make like yeah their, yeah yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I love it. It's probably if I'm gonna watch a Muppets movie, it's gonna be Christmas Carol hands down. Then it's gonna be Take Manhattan. Then it's gonna be this one. Oh, really? In, oh, terms, of, in terms of raw enjoyability and laughs, absolutely. Really? Yeah. I need to go back to this then, because I don't remember it being to that level. I don't know that it is. I just don't know that any of the other ones are to that level. Muppet movie? Maybe the, the first original one. one? Maybe the yeah. first one. Yeah. I feel like the first one meanders a lot more than people want to admit. Whereas, ah, yeah, but that's the fun meandering, though, right? Yeah, sure. No, I get it. I just, Great Muppet Caper? You didn't like no, that one? No, no. See, I'm not down with that one. That one probably has aged poorly. <laughs> well, and you know, I hate the British. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Those cunts. <laughs> Those shagging cunts. <laughs> yes. Octo shags. Yes. Uh, then we have uh, the um, TV adaptation. The movie of uh, my favorite Martian uh, came out in 1999. Um, I didn't see this. Me neither. This, oh, really? No. This is uh, your boy Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and it's got Elizabeth Hurley in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not for Yeah, I was trying to find a way to defend this movie. Was but. it? Who was it? Was it Ray Walston who was in the original My Favorite Martian? I believe so. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Ray Walston, because um, he because then he's later he's Mister Hand in uh, um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, you saw this? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was unremarkable. I I always like Christopher Lloyd and anything. By the way, the guy is ageless. He still looks the same now that he did fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I pretty much enjoy him and everything. Wolf over the cuckoo's nest, Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, even like taxis. He's he like was, he's often been under heavy piles of makeup too. That's the other that's the other part of that. That especially in Star Trek Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, Star Trek 3, the video, our video, had one of my favorite outtakes of all time. Yeah. When you did the Hill Valley speech. Oh, or yeah. Maybe that was you that did it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was uh, you know, the, it used to be farmland as far as the eye could see. <laughs> yeah. And it's him in Klingon makeup, yeah. like, doing that exact yeah. same gesture. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, yeah, either one of us could have come up with that outtake. I have no idea who did. But, uh, yeah, that's those are fun. Um, then we have uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. This oh. is where they uh, tackle this island to Earth. Yeah. Give Uncle Scrotor a hug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, was, this is very funny. It's one of the few... Uh, you know, uh, TV to uh, theater type thing. I mean, the format, though, I'll really sort of 
allows them to be consistent. Uh, whereas, you know, a TV episode of any random show, I mean, a TV, like a TV series is hard to make into one movie mm -hmm. because there's so many stories and whatever, but mystery science theater, it's thing is to do one movie each time. Yeah. And they were always long anyway. So, um, but the, this is really good. The, the, uh, there are people out there who love this Island earth, by the way, <laughs> the real movie that people really like the, the, they think it's a classic and everything, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's some great ones in here. The, uh, there's the, the part where they're on the ship. The main scientist guy is in the tube and there's the girl who's also in the tube <laughs> and he's like, I feel like a toothbrush is what he says. And then one of them says, so rub me up and down on your teeth, like your, your teeth and gums or something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of like just good stuff in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, there's a point where there's an aerial shot and they're like, oh, you can see the Cubs losing. <laughs> it's funny. You know, I never really liked the skits on the satellite. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I just, I, I wanted purely just the stuff of them riffing on the movie. And the more I watch it, the, the more I get used to that stuff. I, I actually think you totally need that to break up, like, the just Yes, joke you do. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And I've started appreciating that a little more. And this movie has the perfect balance of that, I think. Yeah, there's a, there's some sort of, I don't, you know, they may not be the best things ever, these skits. Yeah. But there is something sort of psychological about it, getting out of the theater for a bit. Yeah. Let's break this up. Let's go to a commercial break, all that. And, and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this one, this one's really, really good. If if uh, I, I doubt if you've watched Mystery Science Theater, you haven't seen this, but you somehow haven't. Maybe this would be a good way to introduce you to Mystery Science Theater. I think so. Um, but uh, great one. We we definitely recommend. Oh, it only made a million dollars. Yeah, it didn't do anything. I saw it at Fountain Square. I think I might have, too. Mm -hmm. It didn't make anything, but I remember Josh and I had to drive to Chicago. It was only playing in one theater in all of Illinois. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it had like a super wide 2000 screen release. Mm. Well, at least if it did, well, yeah, it was weeks later. It was, it was only at Fountain Square yeah. here. I think it was a pretty oh, well, I must have seen it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think, though, if there was maybe one other theater, but that was the only place I could go watch it, I think. And I would normally, that's out of my way. I wouldn't go to Fountain Square. But, uh, but yeah, that's where I saw it. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, we have a movie that we've talked about a bunch. Passengers. Ooh, I uh, have spent four nights re-editing this movie how's it coming it's going well yeah so far i'm only rearranging scenes at some point i'm gonna have to go through and figure out what i want to do with the audio because <clears throat> some of my cuts obviously you can tell the score changes from scene to scene. right now i'm just working with footage mm -hmm. my theory is basically if i move some of it around and i cut some of it uh i can make this movie good and i think i can there's also a bonkers a deleted scene where she is like half naked on the bed and she video calls him hmm. and he thinks like because she's acting drunk and flirty she's like hey jim and he's like hi she's hmm. like did you think if we were on earth i would have 
ever chosen you? Like she basically rips his guts oh, out. Oh shit! This is after she knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so she basically calls to tease him and then shit. stomp on his throat. That's awesome. It is awesome. Fucking put that, that in the movie. movie needs God more. Damn it. So I'm putting that scene back in. Yeah, man. But anyway, I am definitely definitely going to at some point in the near future finish we, a cut we have talked about this before like it should be re-edited it should be have a different feel to it we shouldn't know that chris pratt you know did this in order not to be lonely and everything uh that he went in there and just and just hijacked her hibernation thing basically sent her on a death sentence mm-hmm. on this thing all because he was lonely and because his you know unfairly opened early I wonder if it was written this way at one time, though, mm. because think about this. When you put somebody like Chris Pratt, we want to like Chris Pratt. We mm. don't want to hate that guy. Yep. And to put him in a situation where he's hateable mm. instead of redeemed by the end, even, you know, this is one of those things where you're like, yeah, I co- totally get why he did that. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. You don't know. Nobody knows what they really do, but I feel like. If I was up on the space station, I would be like, I can't send somebody to death just because I'm lonely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, you know, it does get justified because they need both of them That's, to fix the plane yeah. or fix the ship. But I, I wonder, and I can't wait to see this, and I don't know what you're going to do with it. But in the way that we've talked about re-editing, if you only find out towards the end mm-hmm. what he's done via flashback, I'm getting chills just thinking about that Mm -hmm. because you've developed all this goodwill if if that reveal is is held into the end you've developed all this goodwill for both of these characters and rooting for them together and if you find out at the very very end and i don't even know if we can do this via editing post editing but that that would absolutely blow your mind Mm -hmm. and give you chills yeah Yeah. and i i'm convinced of two things i'm going to be proven wrong or right we'll find out but i think i can rearrange the reveal and and they they do not deserve that happy ending. So even if I, I jokingly said, even if I just cut to an explosion from a Toonses the Driving Cat <laughs> sketch at SNL, they are not going to have a happy ending in my edit. Hey, let me ask you about the ending real quick. Why can't they take turns in the in the the modified medical med bay uh, isolation chamber? Like, okay, so they've got ninety years left, right? Mm-hmm. Or eighty nine, I guess, or eighty eight, or whatever. By the end of the movie. So why couldn't one of them go in for 44 years and then come out, the other person lets them out, and then the other person goes in for 44 years? No, you're, years. You're, you are correct from a, from a technological yes, standpoint. Yes, yes, I'm yes. I'm just saying, what a miserable 44 years for each of them. Well, fucking he, Pratt can't even last one I'm year. I'm going to say, that's <laughs> one of the biggest problems with the movie is that is the, <laughs> he's on this ship with all this amazing shit. Yeah. And within a year, he's decided, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And then he can't do it, and he goes straight on to basically murder. I'm going to wake her up and doom her to death so that I don't have to be so lonely. But that should have taken five years, six yes. years. This was the discussion. Thing. This was the discussion that I was having after I watched this movie the first time. Was that they did justify it with this whole like they needed both of them to fix the ship and everything. Was a see if he didn't do that, then they would have sentenced all of them to do like like that makes what he did right. Yes, you know yes. there. Yes, there is a there is a, a, a part of this where it's like because of the circumstances of the ship and everything, 
Thank God he did that, right? But it doesn't make what he did right. It's I like agree. Bruce Willis kills a little kid, and I'm okay with it. Right. But I am not okay with it. <laughs> exactly. I understand why he did it, but that doesn't make it right. Yes. Yeah. And then that that offer that she refuses of, you know, going into back into cryo sleep, mm-hmm. validates his decision because now she's choosing yes. to be with him instead of you know living instead of just being horrified and saying, okay, yeah, I will go back and cryo sleep. Thanks. Yeah, if he was taken out of the equation, I could totally live for 90 years or however long I have well, left on that ship because it's fucking awesome. I want to see breeds chickens. I want to see where a retake where she goes, why the fuck would I trust you to leave me in that cryo sleep? You yeah. already woke me up yeah. once, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. But, you know, furthermore, they also have her looking at her old like friends tapes and everything and where she, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, you, you were, you, you know, you had to look, you had to find Mr. Right and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I cut that out of my head. Yes. <laughs> I hope you find someone. She yeah. says. That's right. the movie saying root for love. Yeah, Forget yeah, the yeah. evils. Ah, right. That's the problem. We have so much goddamn potential. The score is outstanding. Yeah. It looks slick as fuck. Um. But yeah, it's, I think but it yeah. needs to be massaged. I'm gonna can't make, Grace can't make Chris Pratt a bad guy, or else it, it ruins his uh, his career trajectory. Man. Yeah, yep. and who knows? I'm talking out of my ass here, but I feel like if you cast somebody other than Chris Pratt in there, and someone who's not concerned about having that kind of a shady image, then it might be a different movie. You could cast uh, Sam Rockwell, Pedro Pascal, because yeah. he's always double crossing. That's <laughs> true. He's always that guy. <laughs> Um, this movie made three hundred and three million dollars yep. worldwide, but it cost one hundred and ten to one hundred fifty. I'm sure about I'm sure about sixty of that was Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. That's probably so. that's probably so. true. Wow. Um, Although I mean, you got three good. I mean, if you're going to basically build a movie around a tiny, tiny cast, that's the, with Michael Sheen thrown in the mix. Yep. You did well. Yeah, mm-hmm. movie's cast except for the Chris Pratt being evil kind of thing. Yeah, uh, they got good names, good actors. <laughs> um then we have pitch black and its various sequels oh the riddick uh, i just Chronicles watched of riddick and riddick i just rewatched this i love pitch black. oh the original pitch black is great oh my god it it moves so kinetically it's crazy because i like the stuff in the daylight ahead of time mm-hmm. because it's revealed that uh cole hauser like has that that drug needle problem and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got the dynamic between uh, Rada Mitchell and Riddick and all that stuff. It's it's you know the crazy drunk antique dealer and all that stuff. I, it's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, th- these these movies definitely have a fan base, right? Mm-hmm. The Riddick movies. I'm not among them. You don't like even Pitch Black. I like Pitch Black. Yeah, but I felt like I, I felt like, like the, the other ones. ones were essentially a case of taking a fascinating character from what could have been a standalone movie and trying to build a universe, a backstory, history. I mean, I get why they made it. And I think even Jonathan's a big fan of these movies. I'm not trying to bag on them. No, no, no. I don't like those. I enjoy them. You are absolutely right. That's my exact opinion, is that Riddick is in this, in Pitch Black, enough, but he's not the star. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's technically the star. But the story is about Rod Mitchell's character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And there's some cutaways to his character from his perspective, but it's an ensemble piece at best with him as the standout. Mm-hmm. But that's what you want. You don't want him to be the feature of the... the th- you don't want a Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Right? What do we think that's going to do? I have this sneaking suspicion that's going to make almost as much money as a normal Fast and Furious movie. I think it will. I It probably will. Because of The Rock and because it's got the property attached, Fast and Furious presents yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. I At first, when they announced it, 
I didn't think it was going to do well, but it's positioned very well. It's in that first week of August, and um, it, it doesn't have any competition. Well, and the people... The people who love the Fast and Furious movies are probably going to love the fact that they're basically adding superpowers into this universe, right? They like, the more ridiculous it gets, the more they like it, which Mm -hmm. is the more it drives me away. But, I mean, I think it's going to make a shit ton of money. I agree. Yep. Um, but watch Pitch Black, yeah, for sure. Pitch Black's good. Chronicles of Riddick, we were I, I, you. That would be an interesting uh, double feature with Jupiter Ascending, right? They're both, <laughs> yeah, they're you both know, yeah. like insane. Yeah. Both of those movies are insane. Is that the one with Judy? Judy Dench, Dench. and yeah, it, Carl Urban, or is that he in the other one? Uh, no, he's in he's in Chronicles of Riddick. I think. Mm. Uh, it's. Do you like it? What Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah. No, no, it's it was so very good. space opery, operatic. Like it's it's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Not only to fe- feature Riddick and like his backstory, but like the whole movie is like crowded and bustling, and like it's just not good. The only time I've seen it is when we send it, so I don't remember much about it at all um, at this point. But I just remember it just being this is too much for this character. It is. You were talking about how Pitch Black is just enough of that character. And now we're making it where he's the the main guy, and it's a big, huge, like more special effects, more money thrown at it, and everything. Uh, who was it? Uh, was it David Kep or David Twoey? Twoey. Twoey. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he do Chronicles of Riddick too? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, interesting because I think Twoey is one of those guys who's pretty good about you know he's pretty good. So. He is, and the effects, by the way. So Pitch Black was two thousand. The effects hold up mostly Mm -hmm. the the creature effects are you know it's it's helpful that it's at night right you can get away with a lot more Mm -hmm. but even when it's it's pretty clearly visible like when it bites off cole hauser's head that's a good effect i mean literally watched it two weeks ago and like i was like wow Mm -hmm. that looks good yeah they're very angular they're very you know um i i I love the economy of the effects we were talking about donnie darko same year Mm -hmm. right where uh, you know they're somehow able to get a very simple effect that holds up over yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, it is time to talk about movie once again. Woo! Movie and uh, yeah, some uh, some uh, as always interesting movies that are playing. Uh, I watched one called Mer- Mercurial. Very nice, Ooh, Mercurial. And uh, it is uh, it's obviously a French film from from France. And <laughs> from Virgil Vernier. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you saw this too, Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is um, is is hard to grasp as far as like how much is real and how much is true. And there's even a section of this movie that where the the main character is like, this is not real. This is a dream. Mm-hmm. Says it over and over. But it's really just sort of the slice of life thing, and I was I was reminded of uh, Richard Linklater stuff like Slacker, yeah. Before Sunrise, mm-hmm. uh, Waking Life, those mm. type of movies. Very much Waking Life, not in style. Yeah, but not by not just- by style in any in any means, but uh, but the 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 just the idea that people are just having just doing everyday stuff in their lives. And then they get in these conversations and that's where the movie really shines is when yep. there's, when, when the, they're having these, um, these awesome discussions. And there's a part in there where the, one of the main girls is talking to, to a guy who's a Muslim mm-hmm. and they have this big back and forth about, 
you know, I mean, he thinks that she's like a whore when she goes out and dresses the way she does. And she, you know, quickly tells him, no, you know, I'm, what do you mean? I'm not half naked. If I were half naked, you'd see my boobs. Right, right. That type of thing. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, just, uh, stuff like that. And it's not like that's the movie. It's just one discussion isolated in the thing. And then it'll might, might focus on another character in their life and whatever. There is a main girl, but, but like it's it's mainly just like let's go kind of go to this place and see what that person's talking about. There's a point where one of the side characters is getting their hair done. Yeah. And it's going uh, about to go to a wedding well, or about be- to be the bride at a wedding. Even the beginning, the entire beginning is about this, you know, security guard oh, and training. Oh, that's fascinating. Like it's almost it's almost uh it's almost disappointing that they get away from the security guard yeah, thing. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, and then, and then you're like, okay. And then that's it. That's all they talk yeah, about. You know how, how all the kids these days say big mood. Like, uh, this is a mood. Yeah. I'm already past it. But yeah, this, this movie is a mood, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's well, it's, it's more of a mood. Cause I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, what is the narrative plot? This girl is. Wants to be a professional dancer, but has no training whatsoever. Has no desire to get training. Yeah. She is beautiful, and she works as a receptionist, and she meets this other girl there, and they develop this relationship. And so the story is technically about their relationship, but like you said, it, it'll divert into something else, and it'll divert into like like a like a flashback, mm-hmm. you know, some some weird stuff. It sounds like a very mercurial movie. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. The, the the building that they work on is the mercurial. Yeah, um, Le Mercurial. Yeah. And it's got, uh, it's weird. Uh, it's got 9 11 imagery or World Trade Center imagery yeah. in it. It's not, the movie isn't about that, but for some reason, that's in, there's a lot of that 9 11 type stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not sure why. There's a lot of stuff in here that I'm not sure why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is, it's a, it is a very beautifully shot movie. I think this is Virgil Vernier's first feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the actresses I didn't know they are absolutely gorgeous and they're very their their performances are are I th- I can only assume are just very natural because I don't know how much is scripted yeah it seems very like off the cuff mm-hmm. uh and and the chemistry between them is is very very good too uh and this movie brings the sexy man mm-hmm. like there's there's almost an eyes wide shuttian type yeah of I, I thought that wandering through a sex club where they're literally going at it yeah. <laughs> And they just kind of go through. Barrett like, is currently <laughs> going at it. He did do the. He did kind of do some motions. Yeah. There's this wonderfully natural uh, scene where they're taking a bath together and they're just joking around and stuff like that. Ends with a great punchline, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, this is this is a, a definite recommend. It's not probably for everybody. It's not linear necessarily. Nope. But I dig that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on my list. You know what is linear? What is linear? Orgy of the Dead. Yeah. Orgy of the Dead. <laughs> uh. I watched this movie for the first time when I was in high school because Blockbuster Video did carry Orgy of the Dead. Really? Mm, that's excellent. so. Me and my buddy John Miller, we used to go watch uh, uh, movies over at his place all the time. We got a bunch of people together and we watched Orgy of the Dead. And I was like, you know, I was 17 or so when I saw it. And I was like, we were cracking up at this. This is an, a, an objectively awful movie. This is one of those Nicholas Winding Refn uh, refurbishings. Okay. Right? Uh, it was written by Ed Wood. It okay. was uh, performed by one of the guys that was in uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And it's titties and, and butts. 
<laughs> and that's it. If titties and butts were candy and nuts. <laughs> We'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, uh, it's this parade oh, of the, this... This guy is the is the the master of the night, and he goes uh, into a graveyard, and with the help of his assistant, who looks like uh, proto uh, Elvira, they raise these these beautiful women from the dead so that they can perform and give this guy pleasure. Yes, yes, and they're they're all naked except for like a little thong thing, and they all do very racist dances. They're like, "This is the Indian. <laughs> oh. This is the black woman. This is the Egyptian." It's 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 like the racist version of the Nutcracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except it's it's an orgy of the dead. Right, right, right. <laughs> it is delightful. Watch this. Get movie. But you're not going to find this really anywhere else. Get movie. Invite a bunch of people over. Oh yeah. Cr- crack open a wine bottle or uh, some beers. And enjoy the crap out of this because it's fun. Put food coloring in your popcorn and make it gory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So this. how can people see these two movies that <laughs> are both both on my list now, uh, even though I, my wife may hate me for it? <laughs> they go to movie.com slash cinemasins. All right. M U B I dot com slash cinemasins. And they have to pay how much? <sighs> well, this is the complicated part. All right. You don't pay anything. What? What? Yes. You get 30 days, a full month, for free. Do it. Yeah. Do it just to watch Orgy of the Dead. Yeah. Or Mercurial. <laughs> there is literally no risk. Yes. Yes. No. It's it, And there's some some amazing stuff that we haven't gotten to. Um, there's, there's 30 movies on there right now. And during your 30-day free trial, you'll have access to 60 total movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A new movie every day. Movie.com slash CinemaSins. Free month. That's it. Awesome. Uh, then we have Rocket Man. I don't think I saw this, but I do remember the trailer. I think that's where they announce Harlan Williams is going to space. He's yeah. an astronaut, and he goes this over dramatic. Well, not over dramatic, but like over the top, like screaming thing that he does. Like he's like, ah! you know, just so it's it, only Harlan Williams could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I may have seen this. I just remember the trailer more than I remember the movie. I definitely saw it. I didn't. I definitely didn't like it. I like Harlan Williams. I do too. And do you this think this movie's film? over here looking at the Elton John biopic, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. It was 1997. I already had this title. Yeah. yeah. Even though I think this movie prominently features the Elton John song "Rocket Man," it probably does. I think it does. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it does. Oh wow, yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> it's got it's got uh, William Sadler, Bo Bridges, the Discount Bridges, yeah, yeah, and Shelley Duvall. Okay, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I remember. This is the Harlan Williams yeah. going over the over the top on the thing. But then we have Solaris, both the 1972 and 2002 version. I've seen both. Uh, I really, I had, and, and I haven't seen the 2002 one in a long time. But I saw the 1972 one uh, last year. I think mm. is when I saw that one. But. Um, but it's a uh, but this is really good. This is real good uh you know heady sci-fi uh stuff. Um in the 72 version, I know that he he is told that there's something going on at this planet. Uh but he doesn't know exactly what it is. So he goes he goes on this trip and he gets on this he gets on the ship where things are just a little bit, you know, a little bit off. Mhm and uh and people aren't who they who they really are they're they they're 
they're uh, almost like visions or or whatever. They're not really the people uh, that he's running into. Yeah, I haven't seen the original version, but that's very much like the the Soderbergh version. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you if you dream about these people, have you seen this? I've seen the Clooney version three or four times. I, I like it a lot. I actually really like this movie. If you if you uh, dream about them, then you basically wish them into existence. Mm-hmm. And I think the the nearby planet is what's making that yes. happen. Is that called Solaris or is it the ship that's called Solaris? Uh, I think it's the planet. That okay, is. okay. But yeah, I, the, the Clooney Soderbergh version, I didn't see until much, much later. And I really, really dug it. It's got... That eyes wide shut type of camera movement mm-hmm. and like the the uh, the Ocean's Eleven like static camera. Look. It's got uh, your girl from the Truman Show in there. Yeah, um, the girl from the bus. Yeah. Oh, is it <laughs> N- Natasha McElhoney? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she says it's to really Clooney, good. "It's like all a TV show." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody shoves her in a car, drives her away. He's like, "Go to Fiji. We're going to Fiji." Um, but uh, but yeah, there's a scene in there where. Um, I can't remember what's, what what happens. Is she? It's like a, uh, his wife or something. And there's a point where uh, he realizes it's not his wife, or the wife is dangerous in some way, and he ends up like putting her in a rocket, mm-hmm. and the rock, and he has to shoot the rocket mm-hmm. off. But it, it was never, it was never like real, like the. Yeah. Well. Mm, no, or was it real? She's real. He the planet manifests your dreams into reality mm-hmm. like one of them has a dream about a son and the son comes to life and he has a dream about his wife who committed suicide right so that's where he knows when there's it's not there's something on, a little off yeah. yeah he shoots her off into space and like she's back in 24 hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's one of the fucking creepiest moments in the whole movie yeah because you're like all right well he did the right thing that was the first time that, right? that was probably yeah, yeah. hard for him to do that but that was the right thing and then, what the fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh and the ending by the way is a, a whopper mm-hmm. it's it's very it's almost reminiscent of life or i guess life is reminiscent of that yes um but yeah it's it this is a good movie the soderbergh mo- movie is a very very good movie yeah yeah i would recommend uh both of them actually but uh cause, and the 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 original i think it's uh it's a russian film yeah um but uh yeah uh, if you like heady sci-fi stuff definitely check that out good heady sci-fi oh yeah <laughs> good heady uh <laughs> space mutiny which what? you've seen through Mystery Science Theater, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any. any, any Do you any remember form. Space Mutiny? I don't on think the, so. It's it's. It, I mean, it's just one of those classic. For whatever reason, this episode was on every time I turned on Comedy Central and saw Mystery Science Theater. It's uh, you know, it's this very slick, um, for the the time, like in the seventies, like sci-fi, uh, like they're they're on a uh, a space station and one group that uh, thinks that they're doing the right thing is taking over for the other one. It's got the most wooden acting that you've ever seen. It's got some of the worst sci-fi set that you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And when you have that combination, it's a perfect combination for mystery science theater to really go at it. And it's hilarious. I think Mm. there's another one that they did called marooned that has Gene Hackman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's in space, right? Marooned. Mm. Are they astronauts in that? I can't remember. I'm sure they are. But it's one of those like, oh my god, they they got a movie with Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, they'll be like, you know, recognizable people in these these movies, and you're like, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like Joe Don Baker and Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh uh, god, yeah, <laughs> Mitchell's the best. Oh my god. 
That's such a good one. Uh, then we have Mel Brooks Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs! This is the, so. This is the Mel Brooks movie that I've seen the most, mm-hmm. even more so than Blazing Saddles and all that stuff. Uh, and because of that, I love it even more than Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I have it's one of those movies where I have every line of dialogue. Yeah, memorized. um, being a huge fan of Airplane and everything like that. When this came out, uh, and I believe it was '87. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I was ten when this came out. I saw this in theaters, and uh, did you really? Yeah, I did. Wow. Um, and uh, I loved it. I loved it so much, and I still do. But that scene where they actually get John Hurt. To do his alien chest bursting scene and the thing comes out and starts doing the wb frog hello my baby hello i at 10 years old i don't think i could have laughed harder um, that that's that's just fantastic and of course you know it's a it's a big spoof of star wars and you know it, it's it's just fun it's just a funny fun movie all yeah. the way throughout rick moran is playing dark helmet yeah, that's right uh, <laughs> i didn't see you playing with your dolls <laughs> again <laughs> yeah don't we knock here <laughs> um you know the 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 schwartz uh yeah. just i mean it's the uh, schwartz is in you lone star <laughs> it's in you yeah it's like it's like that ring i got it out of a cracker jack box <laughs> i see your schwartz is as big as mine <laughs> yeah i I am your father's cousin's uncle's sister's former roommate. <laughs> what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. The best part of that is that Bill Pullman, after he says that, you see him like kind of just like doing the mental acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> like how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spaceball is a great amount of fun. Although, I will say, there's some datedness to it. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, they. they for the time, the effects were fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, there's some like goofy. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. It's just, <laughs> it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit outdated, but it's fun. It's it a really is? fun movie. Man, every like all the, Dick Van Patten is in this. Yeah, John Candy is one of my one of my favorite John Candy performances. Uh, uh, Joan Rivers yeah. plays Dot Matrix, the the robot, the C three PO robot. Mega Maid has gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that guy. It's not Jeffrey Tambor. It is oh, uh, yeah. George Weiner. Yeah, plays Which, Colonel Sanders. Was it was it the first episode we fucked that up on the first it was, syncast? It was very very close to the beginning. Yeah, uh, where we we said that was Tambor, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> What's the problem, Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so left out. I think I saw this movie once. Oh really? <laughs> oh man, it's a, it's a mark of shame. Well, if it came out, yeah. So that was right in your childhood. And there's no way your parents would. No, have no, no. And then by the time I got to college and everybody was quoting it, I just never got to it. I think I've caught most of it, flipping channels. I, I'm aware of the Schwartz jokes and yeah, some of the, yeah. the suck to blow jokes. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't have the shit. Like you guys are talking like it's the way I feel about Princess Bride. Well, I I probably have seen it as many times yeah, as I've seen yeah, Princess yeah, Bride. I got a lot of catching up to do. I yeah. love it when Mel Brooks plays multiple characters because mm-hmm. you see him as uh, yogurt. Mm-hmm uh obviously the yoda character and then you see him as uh, pre- president scrooge and uh he's got so many great lines you know where they beam him off and then back on 
but his head's turned around. <laughs> and so he's, he looks down and he, he's like, why didn't anybody tell me my ass was this big? <laughs> and uh, just down to scratch. The, there's, a, there's a woman that keeps coming up on the screen to tell him stuff and everything. And uh, and uh, he says, do you think, I think it's snotty. Is yeah, the, yeah. He's like, you, you think snotty can beam me to there or whatever? And she goes, oh, yes, yeah, snotty beamed me twice last week. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, they have to beam him because if he, if he walks, the ship is too big. If he walks, the movie will be over. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good, some really good meta jokes in there, too, where they, they, or Dark Helmet and, uh, and dude, uh, Colonel Sanders yeah. have to figure out what's going on. Uh, and they're like, well, I know we'll just go ahead and pop in Spaceballs the movie. <laughs> and so they get the video cassette of Spaceballs and pop it in, forward through all the shit that we've seen so far on the, on the and it gets right to that moment. <laughs> and they're Stop like, Rick Moranis is looking back and like, it's like one of those never ending fucking things. <laughs> We're looking at now, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happens then? <laughs> what happened to then? Just now. <laughs> it's so It's one genie. of the best gags ever and it, when they're when they're browsing through all the videos to get to space balls it's all mel brooks stuff like uh, history of the world part one yeah. <laughs> like blazing saddles and all that stuff here it is yeah. That's awesome. uh then we have space camp oh this came out a year after challenger i believe right uh 87 87 i think it came out in 87 and uh but i'm not sure if that i was 86 ever... yeah oh was it 86 mm-hmm. really june was... 6 86 oh so they came out with this six months after the challenger yeah thing um i don't remember anything about this movie uh, i don't either except there's famous people in it yeah uh, there's Kate, uh, Kelly Preston, Leah Thompson, Tom Skerritt, Kate Capshaw from Kate Capshaw. Temple of Doom, uh, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in this as one of the kids. Joaquin Phoenix, that must be the one I'm thinking of. Uh, but yeah, tell, at the time, Kelly Preston and Leah Thompson, Tate Donovan was in it. I mean, when I when I was when I was in the 80s, I won't, I would have gone to space camp. Come on. Uh, I never got to go. I didn't uh, because either. The Huntsville one is right down the street from us, and I had friends that went. And they came back saying how awesome it was. I did watch the movie. Matter of fact, I broke my leg uh, when, in 1986 when I was seven years old. And uh, yeah, it was because the, the movie was out already on VHS. They somehow got a VCR, which was a big deal in 1986. <laughs> they got a VCR and hooked it up to my TV and they had space camp, so I got to watch space camp. Nice. And nice. I love this Don't movie. they actually end up in space? Yeah, it's the, it's the camp that accidentally themselves into space right. and they have to figure out how to get back and land the the space shuttle because they have to it's this great dynamic and i'm sure it looks like shit now I'm when sure you're it doing does. it but it's the space shuttle and they have to figure out how to land it on land instead of land it in the water as it was originally intended mm. and they end up landing it in uh, like the southwest somewhere mm. <laughs> spoiler yeah mm. in so- the grand canyon no, it's uh, it's like in the White Sands or something like that. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is a so yeah, what kids go to a space camp and they accidentally get shot in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So this was supposed to come out in early 1986, and I am assuming that they were going to play on the popularity of shooting a teacher in the space and all of that to get box office dollars on hmm. it. But then, of course, that happened. Now I don't know why six months was considered good enough time. I mean, it was the 80s. It wasn't as, you know, 
Yeah. It's not as like now where like. Well, and the space program kept going. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't stop either. So there was probably another shuttle launch sometime later in the year. And maybe they thought they'd bank on that one. No idea. But uh, but they came, they came out with it in June. And apparently also, I just read this. Uh, the like the Challenger accident, the malfunction in the film involved a solid rocket booster. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, like that. Uh, it because the, the yeah the rocket booster went off, and they had to light the other one to compensate because otherwise the thing would have just blown up mm-hmm. at the at the uh, the launch pad. Yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah, mm. the movie obviously tanked and it uh, because it I mean it's just too fresh in people's heads for for something like that to come out. And you you know it may never be uh it may never be a good time to come out with that movie mm-hmm. like you'd have you'd have to put it on the shelf for years maybe but, but by that by then you've you know you're you've lost your investment but yeah. what a what a what a strange I would I would love to hear that story about yeah. uh what what they did when it came around time to release it and everything uh a movie I know I haven't seen called Spaced Invaders I remember it coming out but you've seen it I have. This was uh, on the rotation. It was somehow, yeah, 1990. It was somehow like on the rotation. And it's it's a bunch of, it's not, when I think of spaced invaders now, like I think of half-baked or something like that, like sure. a bunch of stoners. But these are just morons. They're, they're I think they're alien morons mm. that somehow like invade Earth, actually. They, they are aliens and they invade Earth. Mm. And it's not good. It had a few laughs. I would put it on at my grandparents' house and that's it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. End of story. All right. Uh, then we have a movie that I know we've talked about recently, Sunshine. Yeah. Um, Danny Boyle's mm-hmm. Sunshine. Really, really, really good movie. Uh, we talked about this when we were doing a Danny Boyle rundown. That's right. Very, very fine and good. Yes. Yeah. And also good. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, because we were that, that was for the Patreon. Yeah. But uh, Sunshine is, uh, is a great, great movie. Um, Another Benedict Wong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of people in Sunshine. There really is. Mm. Uh, Killian Murphy. This again. Killian, not Cillian. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, speaking of Killian Murphy, Red Eye was on two days ago. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. You hadn't Till seen about it before, the right? last twenty minutes. Yeah, it's a decent movie. And, but the, Brian Cox is in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's in everything. Like Brian Cox, is he playing her dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets all action there's there's some there's some years where you could probably find <laughs> seven or eight brian cox movies because because that's how he was i mean that guy's prolific man he's he'd be like eric roberts if he would if if he'd do more straight to video stuff yeah. brian cox would be <laughs> like in that four or five hundred range that's how many movies he does what uh what at the end the, the last 20 minutes or so is when killian murphy's chasing after them right and he's basically like unkillable well yeah yeah it's also the trouble for me is that the whole point all along is to kill this keith guy i don't even fucking know if he's a preacher or a senator or so he's got he's got yeah, secret yeah, service yeah, or whatever yeah. that's who they're trying to kill and he Kelly murphy even says on the plane hey i just take the job take the money and do the work like but by the end of it like he's hell-bent on killing it's her personal. Mm-hmm. the yeah, mission yeah, yeah. has failed but he's gonna kill her if yeah. it kills, and it just seems a little over the <laughs> top at that yeah point. yeah i like it though yeah no i enjoyed it yeah um but yes we like sunshine as well <laughs> and uh, uh i would i would highly recommend watching sunshine we've said this before in other places besides the patreon thing we did too. yes yeah this is uh, 
it's not all the way heady like Solaris yeah. science fiction, but it's it's smarter than your average. I would say, yeah, Sunshine, and we you Sci-fi. talked about you, you joked about this earlier. Sunshine and Moon would be great. Yeah, you yeah. put The Martian in there. You Ooh. put obviously Interstellar in there. Mm-hmm. Gravity, like you could have a good marathon of this. Solaris, you could put all these yeah. in there. Uh, Two thousand one, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing marathon. Yeah. Um. Then we have Soldier, Paul W.S. Anderson movie we briefly mentioned when we talked about Event Horizon. Yeah. Uh, Is this a movie where he's got like four lines of dialogue? Yes. Yes. It's Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. right? Yes. And he's like some kind of like space soldier, mm-hmm. like Terminator guy, yes. crashes on some other planet. He gets exiled because they have a better breed of super soldier. But then he ends up like three amigoing, helping the people he lands with yes. defend themselves yeah. against... Right, yeah. but he doesn't speak almost like the whole movie. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. I saw it. I remember thinking, "Hey, it's not that bad." It's watchable. Yeah, it's definitely watchable, and I think it's because of him. I don't know if the the dialogue was intentional or if he just wanted to shut up and get through it or whatever. <laughs> he was having a Bruce Willis moment. And he <laughs> wanted to convey as much as possible with. Looks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's fine though. It's not that bad. Uh, another Kurt Russell movie, Stargate. Oh. Um, uh this came out in 94 um see kurt russell james spader and it's a roland emmerich movie before roland emmerich got super michael bay right before it right yeah it's two years before he does independence day i love this movie i haven't seen it in forever did 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 we send it yeah i send it it's been sent it was i think it was you and me i don't know i don't like that movie you didn't like it. Got a huge following, though. You know, I, although I think the following is as much because of the show that came after and its various mm, incarnations yeah, the, with MacGyver. The Richard Dean Anderson yeah. one. Uh, I think that's where most of the fans come from. But uh, it's not terrible. I just didn't. I don't really. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I liked the whole alien Egyptian mythos. Why are they, they building here. the Stargate? Uh, because they got instructions from the site in Egypt okay. where one of the pyramids are. And they built this, and it it because the ancient Egyptians are actually aliens. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and once you do that, it's like the the contact basically where they turn it on, and then all of a sudden they're transported to this different planet, mm-hmm. and where the you know real Egyptians basically where the crying game guy. Yeah, is. that's right. The, the Stephen Ray. Yes, J J J Davis. J Davis Davison. Oh, that's right. He's the the god. He's the yeah. the alien god, whatever yep. it is. Mm-hmm. And then James Raw. Spader. James Spader gets killed right sure he gets killed and then brought back to life <laughs> don't remember yeah I, 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 man, it's oh been yeah they give him like the water the life juice the magic goat <laughs> yeah. it really has been forever since i've seen this i mean it, i i didn't send it and i think it was in 1994 when i last yeah saw it. i mean i i the effects held up a little better than i expected um and i i really really like this movie mm, okay all right uh, then we have Paul Verhoeven's Starship Troopers. Oh, I just watched part of this the other day. Yeah? It gets better every fucking time I see it. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I have to agree, man. Uh, <laughs> no? I know Barrett hates it. Um, <laughs> Fuck this movie. Although, after, I know I'm derailing, but after you said that Basic Instinct was playing all the time, I rewatched that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. how can you not? Oh, my God. That movie's such trash. Oh, oh it's God. the best. It's, it's the, the best, best trash. trash. You gotta take a shower after oh. Oh, the sex in that movie is gross. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's all like writhing. It sure like, is. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Anyway, Starship Troopers. Anyway, yeah. that movie. Uh, I, I don't, I like I've it. watched it as satire. I've watched it on its own merit. I've watched it. Have you like, watched it with drunkenly? your cock out? 
I've watched it with my cock out. Of, of course. course. Mm-hmm. That was probably your first viewing. Um, um, yeah. I saw this opening day when it came out, mm-hmm. and I was I was very mm-hmm. excited. And this is, without a doubt, the best acting performance ever from Denise Richards. Mm. Yeah, could be, could be. <laughs> you may be right. And 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 Casper Van Dien. And yes. what you all forget is that Amy Smart is in this movie oh, yeah. for 30 seconds. And she's like a fellow soldier palling around with Denise Richards when they take the little ship up to the big ship. Yeah. And Denise Richards is showing off her piloting skills. And the guy's like, you're crazy. Why are you so excited? She's like, because I get to drive that big ship today. Amy Smart is on that scene. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's there's, a, there's cast, another though. name in there. Patrick Muldoon, who was like a big like 90s oh, yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. He was like uh, pa- Patrick Dempsey's like discount. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Uh Michael Ironside, uh you have uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Jake uh, Hank from Jake Breaking Bad is in this. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Dean Norris. Does he have hair in this one? No. No. You know what? If you look at Dean Norris's uh, IMDb, <laughs> he plays basically cops and generals and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. That's basically his thing. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I I have a special place in my heart for this one. I love when the Michael Ironside comes in the tent when they're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, we gotta go to war. Get everything ready. We gotta go to battle." Who you got under those covers with you? And, and she pops her head out, and he had already said we got 10 minutes, and he's like, make it 20. Yeah. I'm like, Do you have a battle or not? Like, I know you want to help Johnny Rico get his heart on, on. Yes. But you got a battle. These bugs are not going to. Anyway. Yeah. Why, why do you guys like this movie? Why do you like them so much? <laughs> why do you hate them so yeah. much? Yeah. Uh, it's just, I think it's. It's it's my kind of mindless fun, and with the satirical element to it, and just the the hidden meaning of it, where it we're we're supposed to believe these are the good guys the whole time, but it's kind of like Ender's Game, right? Yeah. Where you know by the end of it, you know the you know when Neil Patrick Harris goes up and and listens to him and says he's afraid, yeah. and everybody cheers. That's a, if you look at it under that angle, oh, that's a horrible moment. Yeah. Because these aren't, these, they're just defending themselves. They're yep. not coming for us or anything like that. And when you look at the movie under that lens with this whole like hardcore military recruitment shit and everything like that, it becomes a different movie for me. It's not just an action movie with stupid, you know, stupid bugs in it or whatever. I feel like that is why I like it is that. Whatever Jeremy I am that day, <laughs> that movie can hit me there. If mm. I just want stupid, mindless fun, I'm going to get it. If I want some actual satirical jabs at society with some bite that kind of happen in passing, I can get that. Yeah. Like all the stuff about uh, if you want to have a kid, you have to you know, reach citizen level status. And one of the only ways you can do that whole shower scene is really about the class system and not about, we look at, Oh, there's titties and butts. Yeah. Uh, everybody's naked and there's men and women in the shower together, but they're all explaining why they signed up for the military. And with the exception of Busey, who just wants to kill, it's all really sad. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to be able to do this for a living, but I can't do that if I'm not a citizen. And the fastest way to citizenship is to serve. I'm I'm, I'm going to die for sure. Anyway, and then the whole do, would you like to know more? Yeah. All the, all the when you look at it under that lens, that movie becomes so much better than just what it looks like on the surface yeah. for sure. Um and uh and that's why every time I watch it, I just get more and more out of it. 
and and yeah a lot of it is just stupid mindless action stuff in it i don't want to turn anybody the wrong way but when you look at the underlying meanings of all that stuff I what's know, going on i like how poor poor jake Busey's like a knife what's that gonna do when i'm fighting a bug and the drill sergeant just a shawshank guy yeah. it's like everybody freeze put your hand on that wall soldier and he makes him put his hand on the wall and he throws a fucking knife yeah, into it does. he says the enemy cannot shoot you if it cannot use its hand and i'm always watching that scene going you're fighting bugs. They don't have hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this demonstration means nothing. Except Find you a just better way to show recruit. Yeah, I know. Find a better way to make your point. <laughs> By the way, I realize that we went sunshine out of order here on the alphabetical list, but uh, uh, but the uh, the one before that uh, is Suburban Commando, and um, I never saw this. Hulk mm. Hogan. <sighs> this is a piece of trash. Yeah, it's it's exactly what you would expect from a hulk hogan is an alien that crash lands in earth mm -hmm. in the suburbs okay by the way i just happened on this um on the list marooned is a 1969 movie takes place in space mm -hmm. where they're slowly suffocating mm -hmm. it has gregory peck richard crenna uh and gene hack mm -hmm. wow yeah. yeah so it I guess maybe it's not a good movie. No, it's not. It's not. And I think they Mystery Science Theatered this thing. Wow. And um, there's a movie that came out recently, and I can't remember which one it is, but it has images of this movie in the back. Hmm. Um, then we have uh, Three Stooges in Orbit. Uh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know anything about this. Yeah, the Stooges uh, they. It's not aliens. Yeah, it is aliens. Aliens come down. Martians come down. Martians. And try to invade Earth. And uh, the Stooges have to uh, somehow mount a resistance and end up in space. <coughs> I Weirdly, when uh, we had the Maltons on our podcast uh, last year, I knew that Leonard is a like a classic movie buff and he loves the Stooges and stuff like that. And for some reason, the night before that interview, this was on. So I watched it. And it's adorable. Mm -hmm. It's great. I love Three Stooges too. Yeah, I grew up watching. I watched those guys. it. I watched the show. I mean, I watched the shorts that used yeah. to come on all the time, but I, I never saw this. Yeah, this is a fun one. Uh, then there's Thumb Wars. Is that the Steve Odekirk? Uh, stuff? Oh, it's like a Star Wars spoof with thumbs. Yeah, yes. with thumbs. Yeah, it's Steve Odekirk. Steve Odekirk, yeah, Odekirk yeah. who did uh, the first Ace Ventura, I believe. Oh yeah, and uh, he also did that uh, Enter the Fist. Kung or, Pao. Kung oh, Pao. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah he had this series of thumb movies that came out <laughs> yeah. and this, uh, i never saw this though did you saw this yeah yeah it's fun it's fun it's a bunch of thumbs it's like hardware wars that i was talking about last with week thumbs. Mm -hmm. yes, with thumbs how many different ways can we do this i don't know this was i remember this being funny this was 1999 that it came out i saw it on video years later on mm -hmm. but um it, you know it was adorable mm -hmm. i think you could probably find it on youtube right now probably yeah all right uh, then we have Get Ya Ass to Mars, Total Recall. Oh, what a fucking good Another movie. Another Paul Verhoeven movie. And I guess both of them. Uh, I didn't put the remake on The here, remake can suck yeah. my toe. Yeah, I, I saw that remake, and yeah, it's not good. It's like, let's cast a bunch of pretty people, make everything look really slick, and strip this movie of everything that it had going for right mm. yeah and, and 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 let's let's do a thing that's what is it they don't put the three boobed alien in this but they maybe they do but they don't show anything i can't remember what it was there's an homage i think to the three boobed alien yeah but it's not like let's show it 
Um, does the remake have the same like play on memory and stuff like that, and who he is and all that? Yes, there's yeah, one but- twist with the way. They may not even be on Mars in the. Remake. I don't think they are. I think it's just like subterranean society and surface society. Oh. That may be the. There's one major change they made to story or setting, oh, but otherwise it's the same. Basic. Is it real? Am I my spy? Am I not? The first one's so good. It there's is. just no reason to even ever. I agree. I or in a Johnny Cab. <laughs> but how did I get here? The door is, opened. Uh, you got in. <laughs> uh, this is based on Philip K. Dick, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what a great, uh, you know, what a great uh, concept, though, to have this service where you know uh, I can be anything I want to be and all that. And then what if something supposedly goes wrong with it or whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then you don't know what's real and what's fake and everything and total recall is a fucking trip man oh it is this movie is so so fun at schwarzenegger at his height of his popularity Mm -hmm. um but he's not doing meathead no no um and uh but it's just fun through and through total recall it's got a very unique look even for a sci-fi because it's like i don't know it's it's like not primary colors, but like a lot of pinkish and bluish hues and stuff like it's that. It's bright. It's it, bright. It pops. Yeah, yeah. Michael Ironside's in this. Too. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. have a good relationship with Vera Hoover. I would, I would say so. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a great, great story. Good cast. Great visuals. Uh, heady concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. really, really, I love it. Well, and Sharon Stone is also in that's this right. Too. Mm-hmm. Later that's would be in Basic Instinct. Mm. Consider that a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, uh, Luc Besson's movie uh, with uh, Dane DeHaan and uh, uh, Cara Delevingne. Okay, yeah, Car- Cara Delevingne. Yeah, um, there's a good movie in this. There movie, is the somewhere. Yeah, it, it ain't. It, no. it ain't what we see. Hell no. Uh, because it's it's like two and a half hours or something like that, and mm-hmm. you can tell he's been working on this for a long. Just like he did the Fifth Element, he had been working on it for years and years and years. But the fifth element, he was able to, even with all that craziness, he was able to self-edit to where he focused on Corbin and and Mila, right? Mm-hmm. And this one, it's just all over the place. You can tell he just wants to get from set piece to set piece to show off how awesome his effects are. Mm. And mm. he forgot that he hired two people that can act. Mm. <laughs> Although Cara Delevingne is... <laughs> much better than Dane DeHaan in this movie. Let's talk about Dane DeHaan for a second. All right. Yeah. Or Dean DeHaan, as I like to call him. <laughs> right. I thought he was pretty good in Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I haven't seen well, no, like even, him be good in anything else. Even like, so Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's, he's arguably not very good mm-hmm. there. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Valerian not very good. Uh. Did you see the cure for wellness? Mm-hmm. I didn't like him. Yeah. He, or that. It's just something. <laughs> there's something about certain certain actors, and I, and it's not not to try to be mean or anything. Yeah. But it's just uh, there's something about what the way they come off, or it's just you know I don't know. You I, know, look at the careers of him and Michael B. Jordan, and that third kid everyone forgot. Yeah. From Chronicle. Yeah. Is that Michael B. Jordan in that movie? Yeah. 
I totally forgot that. Uh, most yeah. people have, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the third kid, unfortunately. It's like the, the three tenors, Bobby Arati. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get any kind of like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Maybe he's like acting regularly and I'm just being a dick. Uh, Alex Russell is his name. And uh, he was in Only the Brave. Oh, wow. Though, d- honestly, in Only the Brave... There's like a handful of names in that crew, but you can't ever tell who they are. They're so soot covered yeah, and yeah. dirty. And I saw some of that, by the way. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, I, I like it. I didn't watch the whole thing. They all look the same. They yeah. do because <laughs> they have soot all over the right. <laughs> Yep, only uh, the brave ended racism. It did. Uh, then there's Wing Commander. Um, <laughs> you remember this one, right? <laughs> I believe it said bad, both Freddie Prinze Jr. and Matthew Lillard it in did. it. Yeah. And uh, the uh, I never saw it. Um, oh man. I'll tell you what's notable about this movie is that they they thought that people would go watch this to see the Phantom Menace trailer. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. They, so they attached Phantom Menace on this movie specifically so that people would come and watch. And apparently it did work for some segment of the population, but they didn't stay around to watch Wing Commander. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> paid to watch the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were, wor- you were at the Hollywood uh-huh. 27 at this point, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Okay. I saw it once at hollywood when it came out and it was laughably bad that's literally all i remember i saw it at hollywood at the same time who's the girl it's uh Saf- well saffron burrows saffron yeah burrows. it's saffron burrows yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. she was a, a thing for oh, she was. man saffron burrows is pretty fucking hot yep <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking she's a fine filly <laughs> yeah she's a fine filly <laughs> This is based on a like a video game. Based on a video game. Those it was, always turn out good. Oh, and it was a huge fucking yeah, PC video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this. This was, you know, like there's certain certain games that you like as a someone who you may not have been may not have been playing video games. You hear about all the time. Half Life was one of those mm-hmm, for yeah. me. Halo was one of those for mm-hmm. me. Uh, but yeah, Wing Commander. I was never a big PC game guy, but that was a huge huge i think it was a strategy based uh video game like it was almost like um but it's one of those where you have to strategize hmm. your like whether you're defending or whether i don't remember if that's what it was i never played it i never played it either so i'm probably talking completely out of my ass oh uh, red i do believe you're talking out of your ass <laughs> <laughs> uh well prove me wrong um <laughs> Then we have a wrinkle in time. Oh, so this movie has I've heard so many bad things. I may never watch it. Man, it is not good at all. It I is... definitely didn't see it. And I know the book's beloved, but I think it's just one of those things that's hard to film. And so it is. Uh, it is. The, it the, is. The movie looks weird. It's got so much good talent. Ava DuVernay. Du, du, Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay is the director. Of course, Oprah and Reese Witherspoon. Chris Pine's in it. The little girl mm-hmm. is doing. She's perfectly good in the role. Nobody, nobody who's in this really is awful. Yes, or anything. I mean, they're all good. Yes, it's it's the it's that way over Disneyfied production design that hurts one hurts right off the bat. Uh, I I read this book. Uh, and this whole series uh, back in, uh, I think it was third grade. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't, it's not like I retained the knowledge of all those books or anything in my head. The only thing I remember being absolutely right dead on was the, when they go to that neighborhood where everybody's in sync mm-hmm. and everything. I remember that in the book, uh, but it just, something felt off to me in general about the the story they were telling in this. 
and I don't know how far away they strayed from the book. It's been forever since I've read it, but it felt like they strayed quite a bit from it. Mm. Uh, even though there are, I mean, it's got the same basic story, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, the, the, that production design and just yeah. something. They just, they made a, a, a choice to go very Alice in Wonderlandy. Mm-hmm. It looks like the whole movie is those Sarshi Rona parts of the, I'm dead because he killed me. Lovely bones. <laughs> I'm dead because he killed me. Um, do you know? You know all those scenes in that movie are like dreamlike and ethereal yes. and smoky. This whole movie. Looks Lindsay like Lohan was in that movie, yeah. wasn't she? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's you know. Yes, it, it does have a little lo- lovely bonesy ish, only in in look. Um, but yeah, but I, I think it literally is more Alice in Wonderland. It's it's almost like Tim Burton directed this. It's like over the top makeup, over the top set design, mm. and uh, just I wanted to like this because I like all the people involved in it. But it just feels like it's a kind of a pandering to the Disney set yeah. type of movie. It's hard to it's hard to put a finger on why it that was... director has a new Netflix show about the Central Park Five. Oh, I can't wait when to see, they that. see Is us? that out yet? It's out and it's getting rave reviews. So yeah. now I have that and fucking Chernobyl stacked up. That's a good eight, nine hours of my life yeah, that I'm gonna yeah. have to binge in the next couple of weeks and mm-hmm. go through with that. God, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, it's getting rave reviews. Finally, we have Zathura, A Space Adventure. This was uh, John Favreau's second movie he made, I believe. After he made Made. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he did this, which has Kristen Stewart and uh oh, <laughs> josh hutcherson josh oh, hutcherson yeah. Yeah, yeah. paints uh with uh cake icing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes he does um but uh this was this reminded this was like kind of like a jumanji type movie wasn't it it was but, exactly jumanji it was written by the same guy that wrote oh jumanji. it was chris von osberg yeah, yeah yeah and uh they were initially wanting to put this in the jumanji universe mm-hmm. because it's it's basically it's the same concept. It's playing the game, and they get transported into the game. Mm-hmm. Just this one is set in space. Yeah, uh, this is a good movie. I like this movie a lot. It's it's very it's spy kidsy in Ooh. in terms of look and feel Ooh. and stuff like that. Like it's it's better than your average, you know, tween teen centered uh, adventure movie. Mm-hmm. There's so a yeah. third kid, right? Or is it just two of them? I there, thought there was three kids in there. Jonah Bobo, yeah, there's another kid. Because uh, Kristen Stewart is the older one. Yeah, it's Jonah Bobo. I don't know who that is. Yeah, and then there's two kids who are the siblings, but Kristen Stewart plays the, like, you know... Babysitter. Babysitter, yeah. Or, or maybe the older sister who is the babysitter or something like that. Um, did, did you guys... There's a Chef Netflix show coming out, right? It's uh, Yeah, it's John Favreau and the Roy, Ray, Ray Choi... Roy Choi. Roy Choi. The chef that trained him yes. when he was making Chef yes. are doing a new food show where they're going to make food together and share recipes and whatnot. So it's not scripted, but Dude, Netflix already has a dozen food shows I, I haven't gotten to yet. I adore food shows. I will watch anything. I'm getting burned out on food shows. I know it. I know it. There's too many. I mean, you do a web series called Movie Recipes, and I'd watch that. You know why? Why? Because 
in a matter of years, Netflix will only be able to offer their own content, and they have they're are, stacking. They're their deck. making so much of it now, so that it will appear as though they've always they didn't really lose anything. Yeah, yeah they I don't s- blame them, but that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, because all the Disney property is going to move off. Friends is going to leave. Marvel, um, no, well, Marvel will be adopted into that, and then they'll get all the Fox properties off of yeah. there. Um, <laughs> what's left? Universal, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, they. I mean, the thing is, they can still make deals they're like there's still hulu and amazon prime yeah. still other places for competition uh, again i'm not judging them but they're also doing this with the stand-up comedy i feel like netflix releases a new stand-up comedy special every other it's day. exhausting <laughs> i can't keep up <laughs> i can't i mean it's the fear of other missing out or yeah. whatever right yeah. like uh if you decide on, i'm gonna watch this ali wong i'm ignoring th- tens of thousands of other properties that i could be watching that are just as good if not better yeah yeah, so. they started this uh, so like seven or eight years ago, doing all this original content thing because of uh, this fear that they would lose all these things. I, I'm going to make a prediction, though. Mm-hmm. I think that all these streaming services that are coming out, not they're probably not going to be the r- rousing success that they hope they are, and Netflix is going to end up owning those streaming services. Yeah, I think oh, Disney wow. is so definitely be like Google, basically. Almost, yeah. yeah. Disney will compete. Disney's and Netflix's, I think Hulu could easily just get swallowed by Disney's service eventually because Disney now completely controls Hulu anyway. Um, oh, that's right because they they've got the two thirds. So it's going to be it's going to be left with Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus, and all the rest of them. Yes, we'll probably eventually get eaten up by one of the three. Big, we'll be right back where we were before. I can't we see all, all of those just existing on their own. There's yeah. no way that's going to happen. Uh, on the secondary list, we have Capricorn One, which I've heard reference to recently for some reason. Oh yeah, uh, what was that about? Do we do we know? Uh, Capricorn One is a conspiracy thriller. It's got Elliot Gold, James Brolin, and Sam oh, Watterson. It came out in '77. Peter Hyams did it. This is the reason why uh, I heard of this. Um, there was uh, he. This was about the fake moon landing. Oh mars landing hoax well yeah it's, oh, it takes place yeah, on mars yeah, yeah it's on mars but it's essentially the moon thing yeah. uh i read i was watching a video on youtube where they were discussing how the moon hoax thing started uh-huh. and they were talking about this one author who was talking about like came up with all these theories and everything and of course the story has changed many times over the years but of how they would fake the moon landing mm. and russia and china and all these other countries that saw the fucking rocket go to the fucking moon. <laughs> uh but they were they uh but uh but the capricorn one movie was a big uh contributor to all this because they because people realized oh they could possibly fake this huh. you know because it's that type it's that type of thing so yeah it's got a good cast except for oj simpson yeah <laughs> well back then he hadn't murdered anybody no. well, <laughs> well that we know of that we know, <laughs> that, of. That we know of you're right you're right uh then the europa report hmm? good stuff don't know anything about that in the like early this? days of netflix um i went looking for movies that might be fun mm-hmm. and this was one of them basically it's a space mission to europa which i think is a moon of saturn or Jupiter. It's an ice. Oh, moon. it's uh, it's uh, Jupiter, I think, because yeah, um, it's, it's in 2010. Uh, the movie 2010. Yeah, is it's a real moon. Yeah. Uh, and they go there, and uh, they suspect there may be some sort of alien life under the ice. Ah. And right. then it kind of turns full horror movie at that point. Hmm. Uh, but not so much that Jeremy was turned off. Who's in this? Somebody's in this. We know. 
Michael Nyquist uh, is in there. It. Daniel oh, Wu. That's, uh, Michael Nyquist is the dude from Treme and... Uh, oh, Charlotte Copley is in this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, who, uh, that's who. Yeah. Um, it's good. I watched it one time, but I remember thinking it was good and recommending it to a couple other people. Um, I know I'd heard of it. Heady sci-fi. Good stuff. Mm. I was thinking of somebody else on that Michael Nyquist thing. Um, Europa is also one of the places that real scientists think if there is life out there... <laughs> It could be there this because was, of all the ice flows. Yeah, this there. was the big. That was the big deal with 2010. Was that uh, uh, they found they found some evidence of chlorophyll being mm. you know in the in the movie, and uh, the big message at the end is that you know you guys need to stay away from Europa, but we're gonna get you know you can have all these other worlds while you're at it. Europa mm. is supposed to be a new Earth essentially in 2010. Um, did you hear about that ice pocket they found under the surface of Mars? Uh-huh. So big that if they brought it up to the surface and liquefied it, the entire planet would be an ocean. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's a fucking shit ton of ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Forbidden Planet, which is one of those old uh, 50s uh, sci-fi movies. I don't think I've seen it, though. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Uh, it was forbidden in my household. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, then there's Hellraiser Bloodline. <laughs> Did I see this? Was this one of those, uh, this might've been one of those, um, uh, Alan Smithy, uh, movies because, oh, really? because, uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, wow. Kevin Yeager directed it, but uh, he, he went ahead and Alan Smithied it. Um, must be good. And, uh, for those of you <laughs> who don't know about the Alan Smithy thing, that's the, 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 basically where the director is disowning the project and they credit alan smithy and of course they made a movie in the 90s i think called burn hollywood burn yeah which was about and and i, I still don't know the the whole story about this but the guy who directed that i think it was arthur hiller hmm. directed burn hollywood burn ended up alan smithying <laughs> the alan smithy movie <laughs> and i felt like that was nothing but a stunt the entire time but apparently he really did have a hard time making that movie uh. and it was with miramax at the time but uh but yeah hellraiser bloodline i'm sure jonathan could tell us all about it but <laughs> I, pinhead in space i'm not sure if i ever saw it i may have it was around the time where i would have seen yeah like i didn't see any of the other hellraisers but i would have seen that one yeah, yeah. i like the original hellraiser I yeah don't, i don't know about this one but. yeah uh then the ice pirates uh that's like in the 80s right? oh boy that shit well okay all i can go on i have childhood memories that somebody in my family thought this was hardcore and we should never watch it huh? like like r-rated yeah like star wars but with <laughs> tits and swearing right and it's pg <laughs> Is it PG? Yeah. That's awesome. That is exactly how I grew up. Robert Urich was the main guy in Ice Pirates. Robert Urich of, uh, what was the show he was on? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, it says Vegas, Urich. Vegas with the dollar sign. is. But I know him from some other TV show that was in the 80s. Uh, he was on The Love Boat. Oh, Spencer for Hire, maybe? Spencer for Hire. Spencer Remember for Hire. Show. Robert Urich. This uh, also had Angelica Houston and ron perlman and bruce valanche oh, wow. oh yeah of course um but uh yeah that's something i know i've ran i've run across but i don't remember anything about it mm. uh then yeah then there's marooned which i was i was actually I'm actually surprised to see it on this list here yeah um then there is mars needs moms i think that was a terrible movie it was a cartoon wasn't it 
Uh, Recent ish, though, right? Yes. Yeah, it's got a 5.4 on the IMDb. Mm, uh, I may have seen it, but don't remember it. Uh, Mr. Nobody. Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've, you've seen this? Nope. All right. <laughs> I just know he's in it. I've seen, it was I've on seen Netflix the poster. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was on there and it was recommended. It was actually to recommended to yeah. me by a friend, not just Netflix. I just never got to see it. I think this was I think this was around the time that Suicide Squad was coming out and I was just not and and 30 seconds to foot a grunt his band, band. oh yeah uh i just I was a little over jared leto at the point mm-hmm. me too i'm still over jared yeah, maybe a little uh outland i've never seen this has sean connery in it it's a yeah. sequel to inland yeah or highland or- <laughs> <laughs> um then there's the movie screamers which i'm not sure if i've seen it all the way through i can tell you that i've seen a good part of it because this was the movie that I was watching with buddies when my From Dust Till Dawn disaster happened. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I was watching it with, uh, I think it was Jonathan and maybe Mike was in there. And I think there's like aliens that can look like others, like kids or something. I don't remember. Um, I remember there being a Tremors feel to it, but I don't know if if it's really Tremors. But I mean, it's possible that I've accidentally seen this and forgotten it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Screamers came out. Um, I want to say it says here on the notes ninety five, but I thought it came out in ninety six when Scream also came out because it was a Scream and a Screamers. Hmm. Uh, it's saying well, yeah, so it debuted in in uh, Canada in nineteen ninety five. It was January of nineteen ninety six. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah um then we have the space between us the space between have you seen this yes what a waste of gary oldman and also butterfield is it also butterfield yes yeah everyone in this movie is wasted i think even tomorrowland girl is in this movie oh yeah is she Uh, the person on earth Britt roberts yeah or is he on earth and she's in on mars no he's the first boy born on mars i remember the trailer he's never been to earth Mm -hmm. because of mars atmosphere being so different when he comes to earth his health is very fragile yeah but he's in love this is a this is a sick teenager romance movie (laughs) disguised as a sci-fi film Mm. this is five feet apart the unbearable suffering of cancer the fault in our (laughs) all of these movies (laughs) all of these movies rolled into one and gary oldman just took a paycheck to come in and say some lines and then uh who's his mom carla gugino's his mom um just a waste of talent in fact i remember tweeting uh, that both the space between us and the mountain between us were complete wastes of their cast. Yeah. And neither one very enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do not recommend. Stop I, putting space between people. It's yeah. the, I mean, or mountains. Or mountains. It's the most convoluted setup to a sick kid romance movie you have ever seen. Also, stop putting the chemicals between us, yes. like Bush used to say. <laughs> chemicals uh, between us. Uh, then we have Space Truckers, a Dennis Hopper movie. I've never seen this either. No. But it should be, like, if there's any justice in the world, it should be like an accidental prequel to Waterworld. Right? It should be. <laughs> like, it should be something. He should be playing, like, a character that could easily go on to be the guy in Waterworld. <laughs> uh, a movie called Spark, animated film. Uh, don't, I didn't see this. Oh, this is this is crazy. Listen to this cast. Um, it's, it's an animated film very much like the opposite of the animal crackers thing like i don't know how this got greenlit because it, it was a total bomb but it had uh it has uh jessica beale 
Hilary Swank, Susan Sarandon, and Patrick Stewart as the lead vocal talent. Hmm. And, you know, got, got greenlit and all that stuff. Open Road distributed it, and it bumped. Hmm. Spark a space tail, T-A-I-L. It made less than a million dollars. It made like $891,000. <sighs> then we have Stranded. Uh, did Vince, Vince and Gallo direct this, or is he just in it? He's just in it. It's a Mars movie as well. Uh, Stranded, huh? Yeah, it's almost like they're marooned. Oh, it could be marooned. <laughs> oh, um, it's almost like he's a Martian. Yeah. It's almost like he's a Martian, yes. Uh, never saw this either. And then finally, we topped this list out with The Wandering Earth, which oh boy. I've oh seen 30 minutes of. Oh, you know, we made it three times as long as I did. I, did you turn it off? Though? Um, I mainly just I had to. It wasn't It wasn't because it was uh, just exceedingly bad or anything, but... Uh, I, I intend on finishing it. It's just that uh, I'm having a hard time figuring out what the fuck's going on. Because <laughs> um, um, they, they're they rapid fire going through it. And I can only read subtitles so fast, guys. <laughs> and uh, and so, like, yeah, I, I get the sense that, you know, a brother and a sister, like, rob, like, not rob, but they steal, like, a, a truck of some sort. <laughs> and they have to, and there's some money they can make because of it. I don't know. <laughs> And then they get caught, and then and then the Earth is being moved. To yeah, outer space. and meanwhile the Earth is being moved, and an engine is has gone down. Oh, you hate and, that. Yeah, and it's super cold there now because they've moved it out of the sun's orbit. Yeah, well, of course. Well, that's what would happen. It's like negative eighty something degrees centigrade Celsius. It's almost then, like science. It's almost like science, but uh, <laughs> but but it's fiction too. <laughs> um, maybe it's both. Yeah, maybe, maybe both is happening both. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it for a road trip to space yeah oh, three space. episodes the Jeez. final frontier yeah mm-hmm. now um, we have nowhere to go yeah indeed um but uh but yeah we that'll it's that'll, gonna be exciting it will be exciting whatever we do uh the next we we know it'll be exciting yes we don't know what it's gonna be but we know it's gonna be exciting <laughs> um uh, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook, SoundCloud, uh, Discord. May have to give you an invite on that. Uh, the CinemaSins Twitter. Uh, you're on Music Video Sins Twitter. That's right. Uh, there's a ton of uh, ways to come and talk about this very episode. Uh, but that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Sherr. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. You should watch. Just skip through. I'm, I'm definitely the going to watch the shit it's, now. It's hilarious. There's a scene where, uh, and I remember this very well. In fact, my buddy and I, John, will quote this back and forth to each other for the last 20 years, where there's this, the corpse was obsessed with money when she was, uh, when she was alive. And so she died because, for whatever reason, because of money. But she still has that money thing. So the, the guys with her, have this big pot with like these really fake looking gold coins in it and they start showering her with it, right? Mm. And so the the main guy 
who's getting the pleasure from this. He's like, ha ha ha, more gold. <laughs> and then they cut back and they sprinkle more on it. And then it cuts back to dude. And he's like, ha, more gold. <laughs> and I, I had to watch it again. I was like, am I remembering that wrong? Because that was seared into my brain because we were cracking them. He goes back and forth four times where he's like, more gold. Oh, my God. And I went back and, yeah, thankfully, she came in. She's like, what the hell is that? And I was like, titties. <laughs> Yeah, Come I mean, here, son. Yeah. <laughs> let let you see some titties and butts. Yes. In that the joke you're talking about is the it's like my grandmother said it was good for you or something like that. She made me drink. She it. made me drink it, and then she goes, "You had an awful grand. What was it? You had a shit grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Or something? You need to switch grandmothers. Yeah, something like She's that. She's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yep. I'd like to send a blanket message. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. We should be like the the end of Jay and Silent Bob and show up to these. <laughs> yeah, knock on the door. Are you Magnolia fan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, reboot looks like it's going pretty well. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see it. It's got good people in there. Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, well, it's, the first one was always my <clears> favorite <throat> of his movies. So, is that your favorite? Yeah, because it makes me laugh the most. Yeah, yeah. It might be Just my a favorite. Big too. sloppy, it's- goofy kiss. It's uh, it was my least favorite of his at the time, hmm. but I think it's probably my favorite too. It's it's like gained steam and, mm-hmm. and notoriety, which I is have. funny because some of the do- the jokes are dated. Yeah, some of them are, but but yeah, I mean, I guess as far as funny, Chasing Amy is still probably my favorite movie of his. Yeah, I went back and watched that again, and that does hold up really well. Yeah, <laughs> I love it about time when he <laughs> runs into um. <sighs> Uh, Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. his old flame, and she's there with a friend, and he's like, uh, he t- does something that suggests uh, he thinks Margot Robbie is gay, and mm. she's like, oh, I'm not gay. She's just my, oh, she calls her my girlfriend. Oh, I didn't know you were gay. I'm not gay. And he's like, okay, hang on. He goes around the corner, goes back in time, comes back around this time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the same thing happens, and this time he goes, you got to be careful saying girlfriend. Some people might think you're gay, and he puts his hands up in the air, and the girlfriend goes, I am gay. And he's like, hang on one second. He goes back around the corner. <laughs> he just keeps fucking it up over and over again. I am excited about this chunk of space. Okay. <laughs> We got some, we got some good. Said to my college girlfriend. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, While pointing up, never mind. <laughs> Just tell me who you want me to fuck. <laughs> I, I had this tweet. <laughs> I had this tweet all loaded up where, because like. I swear to God, three years ago, Domino's big marketing push was, we have a brand new recipe, all new recipe. They even had that clip of somebody calling their pizza cardboard, right? The year after that, their big marketing push was, we have remodeled all of our stores. Come check it out. Yeah. Right now, their push is, take a picture of any piece of pizza you see in the wild, and we'll give you bonus points. Next year, it's going to be, just tell me who you want me to fuck. Oh, you mispronounced hentai. Oh, good. I even said in the file, I bet I mispronounced that. I don't know. I mean, I know it's porn related, but I don't know how to say that. I actually, I knew it was porn related. I didn't know what it meant or what. It was just something that popped into my head, like as a as a weird thing. But uh, I was like, I had to search it and be like, what is it? Is it just anime or is it like porn or what is it? It's porn anime. Basically. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> 
You've seen that video, right? The Katy Perry one? Uh, yes. It's weird. It is but weird. also, they all have ticks. They all have what? Oh, yeah. They're all <laughs> dancing out in a field with grass that's up to their knees. And I'm like, I've been in that position. I got ticks. You got, yeah. you, you now have ticks. She, okay, I'm not like Chris, but I could have sworn. So, and I was like, man, how old is she at this point? And I was like, well, and I had to reverse engineer. Like, how old was I when Teenage Dream came out? And like, what probably was she around in, in 2010? And I was like, I bet she's 35. I was right on Boom. the money. God, that's, that's, that's old. It is. Well, yeah, because I mean, Taylor sorry. is, she's 89. So she just turned 30 this year. Yeah, in December, I think she, she does 30. turn 30. Yeah. So, yeah, I know all these, uh, these ingenues are getting older. Well, that's how life works. Yeah. You know, Billie Eilish will be 30 before <laughs> yep. you know, walking with a walker. It was a, it was a, a Louis C.K. thing where he was talking about how uh, he's like, uh, you know, when I was when I was uh, first uh, was I think he said you know, when I was first uh, becoming a comic or whatever, becoming big at a comic. Britney Spears was like 18, but she's my age now. <laughs> 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 I think I could be political, too. Yeah, I like his. <laughs> I like his determined look. By the way, I, I bet I can be political too. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, he is. He leads the resistance. That's right, La Resistance. Shit, guard dogs, <laughs> fucking shit. Terrence and Philip are supposed to be killed, and we think that sucks ass <laughs> <laughs> and stuff.